Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 15 of season 11. This is episode number 391 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated, Hello Nurse. We're the original ah. St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockinthatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best in uh, St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, January 4th, and this is our first show of 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, Jeff is wearing the 2023 a cardboard, you know, the the uh, classy cardboard 2023 glasses. Very classy. This cost me at least 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. Just do a search for us. You will find us, I promise you. And if you haven't done so already, please uh, like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt, do whatever. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for the big show tonight is Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Um, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest on the uh, NFL gridiron field and the similarities to Chris Pronger and Jay Bomeister that Blues fans experienced. Uh, O'Reilly and Tarasenko uh, go down with long-term injuries and uh, join Krug on the IR. Doug Armstrong speaks about the, the team's veterans. Blues battle hard for a shootout win versus Toronto after a tough loss to Minnesota. There are rumors about Mikola being moved. And uh, earlier this evening, uh, Team USA versus Team Canada in the World Juniors. That game was played. All that and more on this thrilling episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Gentlemen, how was your... Uh, welcome and how was your new year? Uh, it was great. I didn't have to do a stupid podcast last week. It was fantastic. <laughs> we missed it last week. No, I... I, yeah, I, I appreciate you guys uh, filling in for me, and uh, you guys put on a very good show. Listen to, we, listen to the really very end of it. We really, we really didn't fill in for you. We just we just didn't have you 
You just didn't right. have me. Yes. Which <laughs> makes the show much better. It was it was but, half as long. You also it was, which I knew instantly. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hear about how uh, the show's so much longer when I'm not. Hour there. and fifteen. People are like, man, that was such a nice listen. Hour and fifteen, and we're done. But then, it, but then you realize at the end of the show, it was also because Kurt wasn't feeling his best, and he was wanting right. to get the hell out of there. I wanted to get the f <laughs> off the air because my throat, my my voice was going. Yeah, yeah. Should have had some honey ready for you. I, you know, you know, my th- my my throat is not all that much better. Um, maybe marginally. But I do have the hot tea and honey right here next to me. Still. There you go. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was good. Good New Year. Uh, actually had people over for the first time. And I can't even remember how long. Uh, pandemic has just ruined people getting together now. Uh, but yeah, my uh, brother, sister-in-law, and their kids came over. And, uh, you know, we went. To, my brother and I went to the game. Uh, which was unfortunate, uh, the Minnesota Wild Blues game. Mm. Then we uh, came back to one. my house, and yeah, we came back to my house and rung in the new year with our family. So it was uh, it was a good time. I'm sorry, we, we, you, just watching you with those glasses on, you look like a fucked up Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. backwards hat on and the glasses. Yeah, it looks like you look like a a weird ass Ninja Turtle. I like uh, Matt Harris that I look like a sexy minions calendar. I will take that. Yeah, a minion. The yellow hat. That's funny. <laughs> yellow blues hat turned backwards. Ponderous instantly a minion. <laughs> yep. I'll take I like it. it. That's great. Um, uh, I, I would speak minion, but I, I'm drawing a blank on how they sound. Banana. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's all you need. How about you, Bill? How was your New Year's? Oh, my, my New Year's was drunk. Um, yeah, I watched the Blues game. Um, I, I can't can't really remember. We had, we had had people over um, a couple times last week, um, and you, recall? you know th- that I recall. But on on New Year's itself, uh, no, we we just we we hung out and uh, yeah, I watched the Blues game and and drink. I realized after the fact. Like kind of like I do, you know, on the show. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have picked such a high ABV beer. I had had three beers in about two hours that were all north of fourteen percent. So wow. I was I was feeling pretty good and then very bad. So yeah, how many? Was, how many? How many? Three beers? Three beers. Three. That's like that's yeah. like that's like nine Bud Lights. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. probably yeah probably would have felt the same weight wise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, it was uh, it was kind of nice to be low key. Um, although you know we we did have uh, girly drink night um, one night last week. Which is a, missed it. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Price tradition that uh, we missed you. Um, it was that was the worst of my sickness days. Yes, that was an awful day for me. Mm. Thanks for the invite, Bill. Appreciate it. <laughs> next year, next year we'll get you an invite. But that's what you said last year. Did we? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it was it was pretty. Yeah, it, it was nice. It was, it was nice to have people over. It was really the first time we had hosted anybody at the new house. So it was it was pretty cool. Although everybody just wanted to hang out. Just kind of like you know, years past, everybody just wants to hang out in the kitchen. Like I just yeah, basement pool table, I, big TV records. The, what the what kitchen, do you want? The kitchen is the conversation area. It's where the food and drinks are. It's yeah, you know, you can't be yeah. too far away from food and drink. Yeah, and uh, it was good. It was good. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, my but, New Year's uh, Eve, uh, Amy and I went to 
the golden record on Cherokee Street to uh, see the Mighty Pines play. Mm. Uh, and it was fantastic. I, we've seen them before. Uh, and they did a 90s uh, cover show, a 90s freakout, they call it. Uh, so, so fun. So much fun. Uh, probably probably the most fun concert I've ever been to. What was you know? the best song they did? Like, what was your favorite song they, they performed? Uh, what's the one by the New Radicals? Uh, I forgot the name of the song. Um, give it to me now. Uh, uh, you get what you give? You get what you give, yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah. I like the song, can't remember the title. Um, mm-hmm. But that was good. Um, and they had some, you know, some guest uh, singers out there. What's, what's great about that group, the Mighty Pines, is that they, you know, they're local St. Louis band. And they, I, Amy and I were talking about this, that when, when they cover these songs, you know, a lot of cover bands, they cover the songs and they kind of sound like the original song. And you know the words you sing along, they're fun. But this band, it sounds like the actual song. I mean, it just, it's, you wouldn't know that it wasn't the actual you know, band that they're playing. They're very, very close to it. So it's just very good. It was just, it was, that was fun. They were, they're very good. Uh, what, uh, what was the venue? What, what venue did you see them at? The Golden Record. The Golden Record. Yeah. It's, you walk in, you walk in, and it is, it is exactly like a college club bar. All the walls okay, are black, so I, ceilings black. So that, okay. So that walls. used to be, it just used to be called 2720, I believe, because that's the know. address. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I've seen a concert there before. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, it's a pretty nice venue. I went and saw uh, Discover Grizz. If you guys have ever heard of Grizz, it's a uh, yep. it's a young person uh, kind of uh, electronica music. Uh, but yeah, I discovered that there uh, about ten years ago now. And uh, yeah, the acoustics in that building is fantastic. Made me fall in love with Grizz, and I listen to it all the time. And every time I hear my, I, I think of that venue. So yeah, great yeah. venue to see a, a show at. Yeah, we're, I mean, we were right up against the stage, too, right up front. And uh, it was just fun. Um, so official beers, drinks, beverages of this episode, number 391. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPRIZE12. Jeff's is JPonder94. Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33 Bill, what do you got, sir? I have the Imperial Hot Chocolates Milk Stout. You've had that before, right? Four hands. Yep. Um, Looks good. This is uh, the second or third one I've had out of the uh, out of this pack. Um, nice, nice, imper- chocolatey imperial stout with a hint of marshmallow. So, with yeah. just a hint of cheese. Just the hint of cheese. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's nice on a, a, a once again cold evening like it is tonight. So just kind of coats everything as it's going down I get you. and just warms you up. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Amy, uh, Kurt's Amy, I don't, although not, not that you claim ownership, uh, has jumped in the chat here and says that I'm right. It will used to be called 2720. So yeah, again, great venue. If you haven't been there, check it out. There's concerts there. I mean, shit, two, three times a week. So uh, if you're in the St. Louis area, check it out. If uh, 2720 or Golden Record would like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, you can reach out to us at radio. Let's go blues.com. And like I said, um, when you walk in, it's like the walls are black. The ceiling's black. There's no, there's yep. nothing to look at. It's like college club bar that there's just, you know, it's dark uh, and there's a band, there's music and there's drinks. And yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun hangout. 
Yeah, more that girl adds it was a burlesque show she saw before, which I actually was invited to go see. I wonder if it was the same one you went to. You were, uh, I, went, you I was invited to go to perform. Yes. No, yeah. I was invited to go and I was going to go, but I ended up getting the flu that day. This was before COVID was a thing. So yeah. couldn't make it. But I bet that was fun seeing a burlesque show there. Anyway, uh, my beer. And, and I just want to comment on Bill on your beer. I had that for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, it is it. <laughs> It's obviously it's cold because it's a beer, but it does give you that warm feeling. It's it's a very interesting beer. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm going the opposite from Bill though. He's uh, oh my gosh the the heat miser. What's the the old cartoon? Yeah. Uh, the claymation. Yeah. Uh, and the, I'm the, the what the, the year the year without a Santa Claus, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. And what? So is the heat miser, and what was the cold one? Was he just the cold, cold miser? Cold miser, yeah. Uh, I'll be the cold heat miser. miser, and yeah, right. Heat miser and cold. Heat miser and cold miser. I think that sounds right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure somebody in the chat will uh, will let us know if we're right or wrong. It's a good song. I'm Big going Bad with Voodoo the, Daddy covers that song great. I'm gonna go with the Sam Adams Cold Snap White Ale. It's a very good uh, wintry mix beer. Uh, very smooth. Very good for this time of year. I had that at Ice and Fuel the other day. Ordered, ordered the uh, Sam Adams Winter Lager, and they gave me a Sam Adams Cold Snap. It, they're very similar. Yeah. Uh, they're both good. I don't, know which, good. I don't know which. I think I like the Winter Lager better, but, you know, they're both good. I do, good. too. I said the same thing. Uh, the Cold Snap was good. Yeah, I liked it. But the Winter Lager, yeah, it's got a it beats it by a nose. Uh, my beverage of this evening is a uh, hot tea with, with uh, not lemon with honey in my my bat dad mug that's pretty sweet yeah that's that's a sweet mug only thing missing is a little bit of bourbon but you know i don't have any bourbon in the house actually i have whiskey i just i just realized kurt that you are backwards when you hold up that mug backwards yeah okay let me fix it video uh mirror camera there we go there we go why does it it do that why is mirror know. camera it, default? That's weird. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, it does that with your microphone, too. We always have to and tell you it, when you log in, like, hey, your microphone's not working. It only does that when you log in before me. If you're in the if you're in the, the, the studio before me here, it it, uh, it does it. If, I, if I'm in there first, it doesn't. That's when odd. When you try to log in, did it try to log you in as Jeff Ponder, Ponder 94 It just had your what you typed in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. just gets usually, it. Yeah, it usually has yours when I yeah. try to log in. Whoever's in last, yeah, whoever's in last with that account, yeah, that's what it keeps mm-hmm. retains. So, um, so we will um discuss the uh, Damar Hamlin incident and how the Blues fans uh, can relate to that um, after this word from ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being which i need with the way i play 
In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. I always feel, um, and, and hear me out here, I always feel dumber after hearing Jeff Ponder talk, uh, doing the voiceover work for that last ad, because there are so many big words. Um, and all, all I take away from it is, is that, well, this stuff is really good for me. It's so good for me. I can't understand what he's saying. So, I'll, so just buy it and take it. It's good for you. <laughs> um, because science, because science, science. You, you can't that, argue well, we that used to be. I think that was his first opener on the show. We had right. something like, um, "It's you know, science." This this is proof that it's the best because science. And then we because had Will science. Ferrell going, "It's science." It's science. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yep. No, it's uh, and, and I'll say, man, I I uh, I mentioned I think uh, since I missed last week's show, I did play in the uh, alumni game for my high school um, before the the big gold cup they had. And uh, it was funny. I walk in drinking, uh, rocking that ID life. And uh, one of my old high school mates sees me and he's like, what do you, you know, he's like, he's holding a Bud Light, you know, because that's what hockey players do. Yeah. He's like, what do you, uh, you got a, you got a nice mix there? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I got a beer for you. And I'm like, I, again, I think we've talked about this on the show. I can't drink and play hockey. I just, I just I, can't me do either. it. I can't, and, I, I, I can't understand the drinking on the bench, the drinking right before a game. I can't do that. I even like yeah. I'll do it with like there we used to do this uh Christmas skate where like my friends would come in town, guys that you know have moved on, guys I played in high school with, and it would be like Christmas Eve Eve, basically. And we'd all get together, skate at like Great Skate in St. Charles for anybody who knows what that is. And it's uh it I'll drink then just because it's like we're literally out there just having a blast, basically like our Christmas party. But that's really the only time. Like even this alumni game, I'm still like I'm drinking my ID life because I need to be able to have energy and, you know, be able to focus on the game. And that's what I do. It's, it, I just can't break that. And I'll never yeah, be able I, to just grab a beer and drink it while I play. No, I can't. I I'll drink after I'll have a few after easy. Oh yeah. No problem. But yeah, there's just something about, there's a disconnect with, with me and alcohol during the game. I can't, I mean, I, I, I have a hard enough time staying hydrated when I'm just drinking water. Than uh, uh, drinking a, a an alco- alcoholic beverage and then was sucking the water out of my body, you know. Yep. It's doing. Yeah. It's the opposite of what you want. Yes, and exactly. If, if you've ever even tried it and then taken a hit, oh, oh. that's the worst. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the beer belch shot. as you're, yeah, yeah. If anybody Somebody... hits, if anybody hits me into the boards, I'm gonna piss myself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I. These guys were handing out fireball shots before the game. They were. They all had the, somebody brought it like 20 of the pink Whitney's, the little, uh, the little like ones you can get off the shelf and we're handing yeah. them out to all the players. And I'm like, they're all doing it. And, and I'm just like, I, me and one other guy, a guy that I play with, we're like, like play with regularly still. Yeah. We're both yeah. like, no, we're good. Yeah. We'll drink with you guys after not, yeah. not before and not during. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Especially ice hockey. Yeah. Ice hockey is worse. <laughs> yeah it was well and you know some guys get a little more angry when they drink and 
we had one guy that was kind of losing his temper a little. And I'm like, I bet if you didn't drink before the game, you'd probably be fine. It's a fucking alumni you know, game. You know that you bring up a good point. It makes you wonder why they even allow alcohol to be drank on the benches during games for that reason yeah. in particular, you know? I mean, if, if they don't regulate it, who's what's to stop somebody from, you know, taking a flask of, you know, Jameson or something on the bench and just uh, getting completely wasted by the second. Oh, they, they had, they all had beer. They were just chugging beer on the bench. And I know, but you've, and we, had, yeah, we had, a, we had one liquor. guy, one guy at the end of the first period goes back into the locker room and we asked him what he was doing. Like, Oh, did you have a skate problem? No, no, no. I was just taking a couple shots. Doing lines. Really? Yeah, two in lines. Yeah, oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. Hoovering some schneef. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys will like Austin's comment here. This is a little bit more uh for just the three of us. Anybody who knows him. <laughs> oh, Rags cough, cough. Crappy goalies listening or Hotard 12. If you guys are listening, yeah. Rags cough cough. <laughs> yeah, I I figured that's who we were talking about at some point there. So but, to be honest, uh, I don't I mean he showed up drunk, but I've never I don't think I've ever seen him actually drink during the game. He's usually a guy that waits till after too. So he's just a naturally angry dude. <laughs> yeah. And and apparently that uh that's just who he is because that has never left him. <laughs> that is stretched that is spanned by thirty years. Yep. So yeah. what a shame. He's <laughs> a good player too. Guy's a good player. Oh, yeah. We tell them that all the time. Like, dude, if you didn't get kicked out of every game, we would love to have you at the end of games because you're a solid player. Yeah. <laughs> the only time I ever played with him was in that, uh, uh, I forgot which team it was, uh, him and I were on the same team. And the very first game, I'm like, how's this going to go? How's this going to go? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a good teammate, you know, he was, and uh, we he assisted on one of my goals and, you know, it was fine. It's weird. It's weird how stuff changes when you're a teammate with somebody. It's like, okay, we'll we'll put we'll let the bygones be bygones for. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? That's All right. You, you didn't do that last week, did you? No, I forgot. No, I I, oh. I tried prompting him, but did you? I missed it. Sorry. He doesn't listen to me at all. No, I don't. I, I'm <laughs> too. I'm far too focused on making this a quality show. You're too. You're dressed too nice tonight, Bill, to not listen to. Every time you start talking, we better just shut up. <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm setting. When EF Hutton speaks, he's EF Hutton tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So Demar Hamlin. Uh, blues fans can relate. So on Monday, if you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, um, or don't care about sports at all, which, or maybe uh, don't live in America, honestly, right. You know, that's, that's true. Um, uh, on Monday during the, uh, in the first quarter of the Monday night football game between the, uh, Buffalo bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, DeMar Hamlin, who's a safety for, for Buffalo, uh, suffered a cardiac arrest and passed out on the field after what looked like a pretty, uh, routine tackle. Um, where he tackled a guy who shoulder and helmet kind of went into his chest a little bit, but he, you know, went that it was a, it was a nothing looking tackle. Um, and he stood up and then collapsed backwards. And, uh, they said, uh, the team doctors were with, were working on him within 10 seconds of him falling over, which I found extremely impressive. Um, so they, and they had to perform, he stopped breathing, uh, performed a CPR for over eight minutes, trying to restart his heart. And they finally did, and he's been in a critical condition in the hospital ever since. Um, and they were going to restart that game. Th- yeah, which and the th- stupid thing about it was, is that after they the ambulance left the field with Hamlin in it, 
uh, they said that the players have they were the players were told you have five minutes to get ready. Mm-hmm. They're restarting the game, and I was like, really? Yeah, uh, wasn't it? Uh, it was the head coach of the Bengals. I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name, but um, apparently he was the one that stepped onto the field and and walked over to the head coach of the the Bills and was like, we don't want to play. I mean, we're imagining you don't either. And he was like, no, we don't. Yeah. And so they went to the refs and said, we're not playing this game. Yeah, well, there's was, there was so many players uh, like on their knees, sitting down, crying, right. watching their teammate, you know, fight for his life on the on the field. And uh, they give CPR for over eight minutes. That's a long ass time. I, uh, I don't know if I told it here, but um, it was I want to say it was last summer. Um, one of the most shocking, jarring things I've ever seen in my life the game before us at uh, Midwest Sport, uh, the roller rink out here in uh, in St. Louis, um, a guy collapsed right at intermission of his game, collapsed on the rink, and wasn't breathing. Um, luckily, one of the guys that had played before was a medic, so he came running down, gave the guy CPR until the ambulance came, and pretty much, like, I mean, we were all in the locker rooms and we're all standing there and we just see everybody on the on the floor talking about how he's he's not breathing. He's his heart's not beating. He's dead. Basically, he's dead. And when he left, it looked like the, the medics hadn't revived him and we all thought he was dead. Luckily, we got word okay. a couple of days. Uh, yeah, we got word a couple about an yeah. hour later. Uh, luck, which, hey, thank you to Midwest Sport for doing this. They literally messaged everybody who witnessed it all the teams that were there, all the teams that were waiting to play. And they said, Hey, we just got word. He's revived. He's fine. They revived him in the ambulance. And that was, I mean, that was terrible. And we all said we were the next game and we were all like, we're not playing today. Right. And the, 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 the rink owner was like, no, no, no. Everybody go home. Nobody wants to play today. The bill, bill and I used to play at Oak Hill sports in Belleville. And remember that who was the kid that uh, collapsed and died? Um, uh, he collapsed on the rink, but he didn't make it. He died. Um, it was a kid. It wasn't even a, it was a, and I think he had a heart condition. Yeah. I want to say somebody I, had a heart condition, but he, he, he collapsed and died on the rink. Um, I, I think it was after we had left. We had, had a game, I think that day yeah. and we had left already. Yeah. And we, and we found out like later that night, somebody, I mean, that, that was the, that was before texting and cell phones oh, yeah. and all that. That was a long time media. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, somebody ran into somebody and word got back, but yeah, it, it just, it's, it, it is, you know, and one of the worst things I've seen is all these people coming out trying to make this, you know, try all, tie all this to COVID vaccines, right? And say, oh, oh people, people are just all of a sudden dying, you know, healthy people are dying, cardiac arrest. No, this, this shit happens, right? It's, it's, it's just, been happening. It, right? it happens it, every so often. You hear about it. Right. This is the most high profile time it's ever happened. Right. It's it's the you know NFL playoff push, right? The the Bills are playing for for a you know a, a first round bye at Monday night football in January. It's a yeah. huge game. Everybody's watching it and sees this happen. Right. And this the game Blues- had playoff implications too. So it was a big right. It was a huge game, yeah. Yeah, right. so, you know, Skip Bayless, you know, well, they, they can't cancel the game, right? They're going to play this. I hate that fucker. He's I can't asshole. believe he's still relevant. That's the way I yeah. see him. How is he right. still fucking and, relevant? And 
but here's the thing i hadn't i hadn't actually seen the video until before the show tonight i googled it you know what the top search result was for demar hamlin video skip fucking bayless Oh really? Yeah, because uh, well, yeah, because so apparently pissed. I think it was today. Uh, uh, Shannon Sharp was talking about it and basically condemning anybody who's like, "Oh, they should have played." And he's on that show with yeah, uh, Skip Bayless. And I guess Bayless started talking over him, like, "No, no, 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 no." And it's like, well, shut up! Let, Nobody wants to hear from you. Well, let's go back to when this happened to Chris Bronger. Right? He had a uh, a little. I mean, it was. It started off almost identical. Right. He gets it's in in game situation. Uh, what was this? 96, seven. Uh, when uh, Pronger took that slap shot to the heart, to the head, to the chest and his heart stops for a moment and he collapses and he's out for maybe 10 seconds, something like that. But his heart restarted on its own. It didn't. He didn't right. need compressions and, and, on the ice and he was awake and alert, wanting to go back in the game. Uh, as he was being, you know, carted off. Um, so different situation, different ending there because Pronger passed all the baseline tests. He did everything. It was hooked up to a heart monitor and they tested his heart. He was deemed fine. It was, you know, and he wore a special pad uh, over his over his chest, I presume, for the rest of his career. I'm not sure. But he did for a while after that. But, uh, you know, he recovered fine. Um, could have been deemed a fluke hit, you know, at just the right time. I've seen breakdowns that talk about how this kind of thing can happen. If you get mm-hmm. hit in the chest in a very specific spot at a very specific point, like a hundredth of a second uh, of, of, of part of the heartbeat, of a certain part of the heartbeat, where it's, so right. it's a very rare thing to actually have happen to you, uh, that's right. when it can happen. Right, it completely disrupts the heart's electric right. cycle. Right, and, but it has to happen yeah. in a very specific spot at a very specific time during when the heart is beating. And uh, they're thinking that's when these things do happen. Um, and it happened to Hamlin, and uh, I, hope, I hope he's going to be okay. It's kind of it's kind of uh, d- uh, worrisome that he's been in the hospital getting the best care possible, and he's still in critical condition. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, right. I mean, it's so well, he's, he's in a coma, right? Yeah. Well, they put him, it's, uh, they put it's him in a coma medically induced. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I don't know. They haven't, I don't think they've released certain parts of the procedures, but I've heard that they can lower your body temperature to uh, deal with things and have stuff like that done. And they, they have, you have to be put under for that kind of a thing. Um, so I don't know if that's what they're doing, but, um, yeah, but, he's not, he's not awake. Right. And, and, you know, having your heart stop for eight minutes, right. That, that's, that's brain damage territory. But, so, but they were, they right, were, they were, they were keeping blood circulating. Right. Yeah. So right. that shouldn't have been, they were within, they were within 10 seconds and, yeah. and doing compressions very shortly thereafter. So hopefully there's nothing long-term associated with that aspect of it because they were doing compressions for that long um, and breathing for him basically. So that was, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that was scary. We, I had a hockey game that night and we, uh, we were all hanging out in the locker room after. And somebody said any word on, uh, the, the Buffalo safety. And a lot of us hadn't known, you know, cause we weren't, we had a game, we were paying attention. And then somebody pulled up the video and we're just, you know, 
just playing a very, you know, yes, for men's league, but, you know, playing a contact sport, uh, crowding around one guy's phone in the locker room and then watching that happen. Again, <coughs> shades of Chris Pronger, like you said, Kurt, like he he makes the tackle, he gets up, mm-hmm. and then just boom, right back down on the, on the field. Yep. And, I mean, just I could feel the collective in, in – not trying to, to to make an insensitive comment here, but you know what I mean is the collective room heart skipping a beat. I mean, almost literally, we we watched that and we're like, whoa, you know. And it was just it's so scary to see a guy on his feet, clearly out before he even hits the field. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's what we saw with Chris Pronger. Mm-hmm. He was able to to wake back up before he got carted off, but. I mean, still, like, seeing that, and that's something, going back to the Pronger one, I will never forget, is when they had a they had a camera that was, like, on ice level. Ice level, and his eyes, and right? And you could see his eyes, Roll and back. they just yeah. had this, just, just yeah. like, his eyes rolled back, and you could see him, like, trying to come to, and I remember just thinking, like, oh, my God, please change the camera. I, I can't, I can't watch that. Hall, like, I think Hall was the first, Hall was the first person First player to him, I believe. And uh, the look on Hull's face was like, get somebody over here right now. Right. Uh, kind of like Petrangelo and Bowmeister. When Bowmeister collapsed on the bench, Petrangelo was right next to him. And as soon as Bowmeister went down, Petrangelo sees him and he freaks out, frantically yelling for uh, the training staff to, to go over there and, and get to him. He knew something, something bad just happened. He passed out. You know, it's not good. Um, Rich Peverly. Dallas Stars. He collapsed on the bench. You know, and this is this. I was so we're talking about all this stuff. And as soon so they're trying to fill time right on the NFL broadcast. Uh, they don't have any information. They haven't canceled the game yet. And all and and the next day too. And but I kept hearing the same word used over and over again. This is unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this. And I was like, Yes, you have. Or well, maybe you haven't. Maybe you're NFL guys and you don't cover Joe the Buck sports. Has. This has this has yeah yeah this has happened in every Hank Gathers the NCAA tournament in the what year was that or late nineties early two thousands Hank Gathers collapsed on the court yeah. and died. It was it was eighties. Eighty was eighties that long ago? Okay, yeah. So either way, we're super old. Re- Reggie Lewis, uh, uh, NBA uh, player, died on the court, uh, collapsed. Um, this happens, and the the Russian player, um, the the, Sharpanov. the Rangers, Sharpanov. Sharpanov for the Rangers, uh, playing in Russia, uh, collapsed on the ice, heart stopped. They didn't have a defibrillator in the building, and he died. That um, is why we we every arena has one. I yeah. um, I don't want to. Well, it's pretty clear what I'm talking about. But there's a roller rink that I uh, asked after the Sharapanov situation. They said, "Well, the ice rink next door has one." Yeah, and I'm it like, needs, "I'm sorry, needs to be that's not here. good enough. You need to have yeah. one here too." Yeah. So, and I think they ended up getting one. So I think I think it it, it really bothered me because all day yesterday I'm you know watching TV and I got the sports on the background and it's all you hear is unprecedented, unprecedented. I'm like, does anybody follow sports at all? That's talking here, or are you just all NFL guys in your own little bubble? Because and even in the NFL, 1971, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, he died on the field, collapsed and died. Now it wasn't because of his heart stopping; it was because of a neck injury uh, from a tackle, uh, broke his neck, and he he died on the on the field. But I mean, a, a, a player collapsed and died on the field in the NFL. I mean, it's not even unprecedented in well, your own sport. So and, it's just it's like. 
and we're seeing like like Bill was alluding to with the with the vaccine thing. I saw people commenting like, "We don't see this ever. This didn't happen before the vaccine." Right. And I'm like, right. "What?" Like again, yeah. listing off all the ones you just said. And I saw somebody say, "We're gonna watch all these people slowly die from heart issues, and us True Bloods." They call themselves True Bloods. Okay. Are um are okay. going to be able to live on and, and have to watch all this. And I'm okay. like, this is, I'm sorry. Way, this is way, this has been happening forever. It's a contact yep. sport. And these guys are, are their, their hearts are racing a mile a minute. Sometimes playing the sport, it's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going I'm to go on my short little soapbox here. Here we go. These, the, 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 okay. This is what I wanted. There's a lot of anti-vax bullshit. Okay. Get your head out of the ground. Okay. This is ridiculous. To, for, first off, it should if it shouldn't surprise anybody that 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 some of the these the anti-vax crowd. Now, if you don't want to get the vaccine for your own personal reasons, that's fine. I don't care. You know, you do what you want to do. But if you're trying to persuade, you know, others, and 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 pass misinformation and lies to persuade other people from not getting it, um, that's wrong and you're an asshole um i'm sorry you know get the right information because you know people that are saying oh we've never seen this before that must be the vaccine they're doing this that's complete horseshit um this has happened for decades decades um you know, I, i'm not going to go too far into it but i'm just you know it's a bunch of bullshit and i'm and it's it's annoying so i, I hope people are smart enough to hear that and say huh well, I'm going to question that um, because you know don't don't believe everything that you hear it's, from some it's, guy it's in a blog. Same, it's the same people who quote the Bible to match whatever they wanted to, like whatever their beliefs are. Oh, I can find my beliefs in this Bible, and I can stretch the words to mean what I want them to mean. That's the same thing here. Well, the narrative is this hasn't happened before COVID. Or before and, the vaccine. And that's a lie. So that's a lie. Yeah, that's clearly not true. That is not the case. It is it has happened many times. That's unfortunate. Um, and I think I think people when people have to use lies to push their narrative that's already in doubt, you know, that, that says a lot about their narrative in the first place. If you have to push lies to to get people to believe it, that says a lot about what you're trying to say. So yep. well, getting into what we've talked about here too i remember yuri fisher i watched that one live yeah that's one we haven't mentioned yeah that too. um and i i think it was chris ones. chelios chris chelios i believe was the one that was sitting next to him and i mean even not saying it's a race but like even quicker than petrangelo and 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 all the other ones we've seen brett hall you mentioned on the rink like i remember like before he even hit the ground chelios like something's not right somebody you know get over here like signaling right. to the trainer and it's like you know right away when this happens, when there's something just not right. And, you know, credit the referees, credit the the, the Sabres and the Sabres, the Bengals and the Bills to, to note right away, oh, my God, something's not right here. Get the training staff out here. And if not for that swiftness and being able to read the situation, a lot of these guys may not have been saved. But their right. teammates, the people that are playing against them – and. They, they step up right away and they notice this thing and the and game becomes irrelevant at that point. And it's sad that um, I'm going to guess that he's never going to play football again 
because of the the severity with this and trying to get him back to a stable condition. Um, and it reminds me of Bo Meester, you know, that, that, that he, um, his career was over, um, after that, um, thank God he was, he's, it was okay. And, uh, he's, he survived, but, and the quick thinking of Burley and the blues staff, um, and the defibrillator on the bench that they had, that they used. So, I mean, you talk about, I mean, and when Darren Pang, they came back from commercial and Pang was on the air, Pang was a, a mic and was just like standing there and you could tell he was like visually very disturbed and upset and like he was almost starting to cry. And I thought, mm-hmm. are they going to say that Bowmeister died? Because yeah. I, I was like, oh my God. Um, but, but which, and then I had to like tell myself, oh no, that just happened. Obviously they're not going to announce that he passed away right now because they have to notify family and stuff like that first before they go announcing things, they wouldn't do that. But I was like, but I mean, I could tell it was really, really bad because Pang was upset on the air visually. Um, so. The thing that, that, and again, not to rehash all this cause we, we should move on here soon, but I, I, uh, with the Bo Meester one, the one that blew my mind was, was hearing the announcement over the crowd that the game's been postponed, you know, uh, for obvious reasons and not hearing any booing, not right. hearing anything, mm-hmm. people just walking out of the building. Right. Like, mm-hmm. well, even people in the, in the, in the upper deck were like, yeah, it's just time to go. There's nothing it, we can do here. It kind of reminded me of the Cardinals and Cubs game. When Daryl Kyle passed oh, away, yeah. and and uh, um, oh, what's his name? The Cubs catcher at the time, Gerard, uh, Gerardi? Joe, Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. Yeah. He announced the crowd. Joe Girardi. Yeah, he announced the crowd. Not, uh, addressed the crowd that uh, there's been a, a tragedy in the Cardinals family, and his his voice was cracking. You know, yeah, he was visually that. upset, and the Cubs fans were. I mean, there was no booing. There was no. They were all very gracious. They knew something was wrong. You know, and. Uh, that was that was a crazy day. That was I'll never forget that day. Yeah, me um, neither. Yeah, me neither. I actually so. I it was uh, was I think still in college, right? Those late nineties, wasn't it? And, uh, um, no, it was, was it early two thousands. It was early two thousands. We were in the house in Fairview. I we moved yeah. in a house in one, and we were there. So it was like oh two, maybe oh three, something yeah. like that. It was it was a Saturday though, right? It was, it was a weekend. Yeah, I was in the yeah. basement. Uh, it was a weekend game. Yeah, I think it so. Was he died June twenty second, two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was working um, two jobs uh, back then. You know, poor college, former college student trying to pay the the loans and um, wound up. You know going i was working a double on saturday and just after i heard that i was like ah man this is hard to focus on anything um not that i work you know in baseball or you know anything sports adjacent but you know just went and sat and watched the news while eating lunch and just all the all the tributes and that Mm. just yeah it's it's a day i will you know i I will always remember just that that horrible feeling. Athlete in his prime, just found dead in his room, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know that just congenital heart issue, mm-hmm. craziness. Um, Damar Hamlin. I, I think we can. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add, but I'll just say, obviously, everyone at Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, I'm sure our listeners would agree. Uh, wish nothing but the best for that guy, whether you're a Bills fan or not. Um, I don't think that matters at this point. Everyone's hope. And, and from all accounts, sounds like such an unbelievably good dude. Like one of the, 
one of the good ones in the NFL. So, you know, hopefully he can come out of this fine and, and maybe he can be an advocate for health, uh, whatever he'll do after he's out of this, uh, hoping for the best for him and his family. Well, he, and uh, you heard the part about his charity that he started yes. just, just to raise a small amount of money for, I think it was children for something. I don't know the details on it, but it was just to raise $2,500 for a group of children. And, uh, yesterday or this morning it had surpassed five million dollars mm-hmm. so be, just, now so the downside of that one positive that comes from this is there's some idiots who have been trying to make gofundmes under his name trying to get right. money luckily right. gofundme has been all over and has been shutting those probably, accounts down probably the same people that are uh, saying that the co the vaccine caused it right probably the same yeah. people same same yeah. mindset really actually so Anyway, uh, moving on to uh, some blues news. As this is a blues show. Um, we should do like a current event show and just do stuff like that. We can talk about Patrico too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't think I want to talk about Patrico. You know what I mean? Ooh. No, just like a, like a local current event show. <laughs> we um, could do a uh, like a Tuesday and a Wednesday show. Tuesdays are just current events. Yeah. Bill's yeah. in. Let's do it. There's all kinds of shit to talk about. You could always you could always have a show just to just a round table it. You know, uh, do a, a Donny a Donny Brook show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're having a Donny Brook. Oh, Donny Brook. Uh, okay, so Blues injuries uh, have uh, hit the team hard over the past week. Um, injuries to O'Reilly and Tarasenko uh, joining Krug on the IR. Um, O'Reilly and Tarasenko were injured in the 5-2 to two loss versus Minnesota on New Year's Eve. Both lower body injuries and both injuries caused by pucks. Uh, O'Reilly suffered of his uh, injury as a foot injury, blocking a shot uh, on the PK that will help, uh, that will keep him out at least six weeks, reevaluated in six weeks. And Tarasenko suffered rumor a Rumor is, well, sorry, rumor is that that's a, literally a broken foot, broken which foot. Yeah. sounds bad. But honestly, uh, it's actually a good case scenario because if it's a ligament, if it's, you know, yeah. a fibula, like we, we talked about earlier, just the three of us about Jake DeBrusque, um, well, that's a much bigger issue. A broken foot, it's like, okay, there's a bone broken. Yeah. Put a pin Let's in just it. wait till it heals. Put a pin yeah. in it, let it heal, and it'll heal. And they say bones heal stronger where they're broken than when they were originally anyway. It's not right. like a fabric. Like a fabric is a perfect example, and he his ACL, he right. he, he tore his ACL for the third time last year. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a re, that's an injury that could reoccur. A Tarasenko shoulder, same thing, right? Yep. Ligaments. So this so, this is something with O'Reilly. For those of you either worried about getting him back or worried about the trade deadline, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second, <laughs> but he's going to be fine. Like this is just a a common injury that happens. Yeah. So that's the good news from it. And Tarasenko's uh, hand injury was when the puck struck uh, his glove, and that'll keep him out for at least four weeks, which we're assuming it's also a broken bone or, or a fracture of some kind, uh, bone injury. You know, pucks don't typically hit something and damage a ligament. <laughs> it's typically a bruise or a bone or something. I, I knew the second that that puck hit him. That's a broken hand. Yeah. It, mean, was, I, it, it's, it was like a blocker save, but you don't have a waffle board. Right. Yeah, for those of you who maybe never put on hockey gloves before, um, and you know, think about it, the palms, uh, there's no padding there. There's nothing because you, you want to have a ball cap. You, you got a pair of gloves, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have them. 
mean, I got some right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, a thin, it's a thin synthetic leather palm on the on the on the palm, but it hit him on the, it hit him on the back of the hand. I think it did. Right. Yeah, yeah. The back. Yeah, but no, I, I, it, it reminds me of the, t- the one of the dumbest injuries I ever had. I had a broken hand. It was on my palm because guy takes a slap shot, nobody oh. in front, and I'm like, oh, I'll just reach out and grab it like a nope. fucking goalie. And I did. I just stuck my hand out to grab it. And like, as I'm doing it, it was like slow motion. I'm thinking, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And it hits me right in the palm right away. I could feel it. It was right in here. I broke a bone. I could feel it right away. I'm like, well, there's six to eight weeks. Hell, <laughs> I'm done. Hell, it it hurts to catch the puck on a, on like a flip in right. sometimes. You yeah. Know? I mean, much less a. 85 mile an hour shot or 80 mile an hour yeah, shot. Yeah, it was a, whatever it, it was a good 85 mile or ni- maybe even 90 mile an hour slap shot. And I was just like, oh, I don't know about that. I can see it. I'm gonna yeah. glove it down. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? Paul Cavallini <laughs> from Doug Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I had those. I had uh, I had, had a pair of practice gloves where they had cut the thumb or cut the finger out so he could skate and you know have the uh, the casted finger. Yeah, uh, huh. that yeah, not something you ever want to do. And that and that was a, a situation where the puck hit the pad on the tip of his finger, and just basically pinched the finger off the yep. tip of his finger against a stick. I, I I don't like the um, uh, oh the modifier you're using here, Ken. Uh, he says a ladies' dinner glove has more protection on the palms than a hockey mitt. Let's just call it a dinner glove. We don't need How many men do you know that wear dinner gloves? Ponder. I, what about when you're pulling something out of the oven? That's not a dinner no. glove. No. Is that what he's mitt. talking about? No, no, that's no, no, no. I have he's never talking seen about, my wife wear dinner gloves. Well, you're not highfalutin. <laughs> this is <laughs> for highfalutin. This is for highfalutin well-offs. <laughs> okay, well. You know, the white dinner gloves they wear to the table and they take them off gingerly before is they that eat? what he's talking about? Oh, my pretty, God. Pretty okay. sure. I read yeah. that as oven mitt, and oven okay. mitts are unisex. <laughs> yeah, oven, <laughs> oven mitts have a lot more padding than uh, than a Yeah, they definitely glove. do. Yeah, in the, in the palm. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so this, these injuries come on the heels of the Blues losing Tory Krug uh, with a lower body injury, uh, and he's out for six weeks. So and we discussed Bill and I last week. Uh, Krug being out means Rosen will get a lot more starts, uh, which I said I was comfortable with. Um, I like Rosen. Um, so that before, I don't think the Blues are going to be hurt too much uh, with Krug being out. Maybe a little offensively because, you know, Rosen's not the offensive player and QB that Krug is. But defensively, they might they might be better uh, with Rosen lineup. So that, that, that remains to be seen. Uh, but the Blues... Well, uh, recall- and, and we'll, we'll get to the Toronto game, but were you guys not expecting... Him to score the big winner late in the game, Cali Rose. I was especially with all the oh. goals going in. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure I was. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That I mean, six to five overtime win, Blues in Toronto. Yeah, uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it, how we it, win those games in overtime in Toronto. Right. If it if it would have ended in overtime, it would have had to have been Rosen. Um, it was Hesht, right? That that got the H- goal. Hesht scored but, from Dimitri. Um, yeah. Yeah, Havanov got the tying goal. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Havanov a little, little s- s- half slap shot uh, yep. kind of thing over Joseph's glove. Yeah, yeah. Yep. with like 
19 seconds to go or something. One of the greatest moments in Blues history. Fantastic. The Wednesday Night Wonder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But the Blues also recalled Tyler Tucker at the time, uh, but have since sent him back down and have recalled uh, Stephen Santini. Um, I don't think you see Santini playing unless uh, there's another injury on defense. So yeah, I, I I like I actually like that move. I'm a big we we talked about this on the show before. I'm a big I I want to see more Tyler Tucker. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'd be a great sixth defenseman on any team in the NHL. Um, and they sent him down to get him some work because he hadn't played. That's in like exactly four games. it. I am yeah. very happy with them doing that because he right. needs to play. He's younger. Sure. Steven Santini, that dude's been around a long time. Let him be your seventh defenseman. I, and I can totally see after three or four games, uh, sending Santini down. And uh, bringing Tucker back up, you know, to rotate them if they're not playing, yep. just to get them some yep. some playing time back and forth. Agree. Uh, yeah, so they are on two way contracts. You might as in well in a week or so. Yeah, look for that yeah. in a week or so. You know, that'll be our headlining story next week. Yeah, and the, the, Boy, we I hope you, not. The, the we told you so segment. No, that'll be uh, that'll be a boring week if that's our headlining story. <laughs> Steven Santini has been sent down, and Tyler yeah. Tucker's up in yeah. place. Yeah, that's the YouTube image that the that we're gonna make. <laughs> Something with Santini God, in the headline. Not. No, who? <laughs> um. So O'Reilly going down. He's seriously having a down year. Eighth in the Blues in scoring. Six assists. Six. Uh, is a minus twenty-eight. Uh, his Ooh. six assists almost seem fluky. Right, but he's not. He's just like getting more assists. Just like secondary, like give me assists. He's just not getting any. He's and the had Blues, some nice goals. It, yeah, he has. But he's, but it's not like the Blues aren't scoring goals either. They're scoring some goals. They've scored. Uh, they're first in the NHL in goals scored since uh, their eight game losing streak. So they're scoring some goals. But uh, yeah, Morali is not really a part of it. Uh, assist wise, anyway, he scored ten. No, and. I think he's play, still playing a, a solid defensive game. Um, so right. I think that, you know, it's not like, they're, oh, they're going to be better without him, you know, addition without uh, addition by subtraction. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think he's still playing fine. And I still think he plays on lines that draws attention from other teams and allows guys like Thomas and Kyrou to still possibly step in and, and score some big goals. So it is a loss. But, yeah, at the same time, with it being a contract year, yeah. This is very interesting to see him have such a rough season. Now, maybe there's something else maybe that's nagging him and this time off maybe helps him heal and he's ready for a playoff run, uh, whether with the Blues or somebody else. But, uh, yeah, interesting to see such a, a, a rough year and a guy that has is on a contract year, the captain of the team. Um, do you think you it's know, possible? Do you think it's possible that because of his very bad year, and the injury now that's going to keep him out for six weeks or more. Um, he's not going to have good numbers end of the season, mm-hmm. and that's going to affect his contract. You know, do you think it's possible that he signs a one-year deal with the Blues for like three or four million dollars, a prove-it deal, to then maybe sign like a four-year deal after that? No. You don't think so? Yeah. No, I I think there's a definitely a greater likelihood. At six weeks, you know, puts it mid February that he's back. 
closing in on trade deadline time. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Armstrong, in, unless somebody comes along and they're just like Ryan O'Reilly's proven, he's a Con Smythe winner, will overpay for him. I, I don't think the offers are going to be there for him um, that, that Armstrong is going to want. And I think he'll be here till the end of the year. And there's a good chance you know, in, you know, uh, Friedman and uh, Merrick, uh, we're talking about on 32 thoughts last week that uh, there's possibility that he could do a short term deal, either one or two years. I mean, I, I think it's a possibility. I, I think the, the time frame for Tarasenko to come back um, and prove that he can, you know, put up numbers still this year. I, I think that's, uh, I think he's probably the, the guy that's more likely gone this year. But. You know, he's he's tied for third in the Blues in scoring, Tarasenko is. And he's got 10 goals. And uh, you know, production-wise, he's not having a terrible year. It's a down year compared to last year. Last year was almost a career year for him. Uh, but he's uh, Tarasenko has looked off this year to me. Uh, he hasn't looked as dynamic. He hasn't looked um, as deadly. Uh, on the ice, um, he's he's mishandled, uh, noticeably mishandled more pucks than usual um, to me around the net, uh, things like that. Um, you know, and you know, granted, he's still third in scoring on the team, which is which is okay, but he just he's not impressing me this year like he has in years past. Um, so I'm wondering how that's going to affect his value too, or if it will at all. I, I don't think it, it affects will. it at all. You don't think at all? I don't think it will. No, I, I think, uh, and I, I mean, I'll, I'll slightly disagree with you in that sense, just that in terms of him being off, I think is just a product of the team. I don't think it's a product of him. Now, that Nylander goal you guys talked about I last think, week, that was, was bad. I think it is a product of him. I mean, because the things I've noticed have been my frustration with his individual play. Now, some of that might be so, a byproduct, so like you said, you, of, was, of his linemates and the team around him. I get it, but a lot of the stuff is like, 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 like I mentioned, a lot of mishandles, a lot of shots. So then, wide. so then the question becomes: Was last year the anomaly? Because the year before that, he was awful. Well, he was, he was also doing, he was also he was also shoulder injuries and things like that. I know, but, and he was yeah. coming back. I get yeah. that, but I'm yeah. saying he was not good two years ago after coming off that 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 uh, uh, the final shoulder surgery um, and last year he was, he was great last year, you know, clearly he was really good last year. bad again. So was last year. He's not bad. Anomaly. Well, he's not bad. He's just not, uh, he's not impressing me. I like think, he, like he, I think like he should been, be. I think he's been exactly what I saw last year. I think it's just the I team don't. has not been as impressive. I've seen, he's I not, remember him. He's mishandled a lot of pucks last year. No, I'm just, I'm just he's not, he's oh, not like, how many times did I say, well, well I'm, not, I'm not asking you guys because you don't watch every game with me, but I can't tell you how many times I watched games last year and I'm like, oh, Tarasenko, what are you doing? And But it's the same thing this year. I don't notice well, any difference. Well, see, I do because, well, I mean, any goal scorer uh, who puts up a lot of points, a lot of goals, is going to miss the net a lot too. They take a lot of shots um, and they miss a lot of chances because they get a lot of chances. Now, this season, um, I just feel like he's he like last season he was picking corners more. He had some one timer goals that were like eye popping. Oh, that's not that's unusual for him. Um, and, and just not seeing 
the eye popping stuff as much this year as I have in the past. That's that's all I'm saying. I, and 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 he's having a he's having an okay production. I think that's a matter year. of opinion. I I think I'll disagree. Yeah. Just I okay. think he's no. been what I expected from last because season. There was a conversation on Twitter that I uh I read and I agreed with that the people were talking about how he's just he's just he misses the net from these uh high danger scoring chances too much. Like he he's he's in so close and it's a high danger chance and he puts it wide or high. And that happens that seems to just happen a little too much for my comfort for a guy of his abilities. And I, I don't remember that happening as much in the past as in the past. I'll say something I've noticed this season it isn't with shots, uh, that maybe is a knock on his game is I feel like he's always looking for Buchnevich now. Like after he played with him all pretty much all of last season. He's always looking to make that extra pass, that extra play, which Buchnevich does too. And and yes, that's kind of the mantra of this Blues team. But I feel like there's been a couple times where it's like, Vladdy, you've got a good shot. Just take it. And he'll try to make a pass to Buchnevich back door or something. And it's like, you yeah. didn't have to do that. Just put it on net, man. You got a great shot. Just pick your spot and put it there. You know, I, I, I just looking at the stats here, uh, I wouldn't even guessed. Uh, I would have guessed that Buchnevich had more points than Tarasenko, but he's he's tied with Tarasenko in points. He's played less games because yeah, a few, uh, five less games. Yeah, yeah. So which he'll clearly hope. Hopefully he yeah, passes yeah, him. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he does. Back. Right. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll say real quick on O'Reilly. I just think um, I think teams will still pay a lot for him. And Brian Roberts kind of says it here too. Playoff teams will pay for those two. GMs will talk themselves into saying O'Reilly is a playoff player and a Blues eat half the money will only help. And I do think, it, like Bill said, if the Blues hold on to him, I think he still gets a big contract somewhere else because somebody's going to free up money. Somebody's going to say, oh, they're, uh, he's a former Conn Smythe winner. Uh, he's you know put up this many yeah. points and he's won nope. the Selkie and I think he will still go get good money somewhere else. I think I think you're right. I think I think somebody would would I don't think there'd be I, you wouldn't even need a whole lot of convincing for somebody to uh, acquire Riley. Now Armstrong would probably be selling low with O'Reilly because of the I mean it's going to affect his value somewhat. Um but uh, it would not surprise me. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It would not surprise me if he takes a short-term deal with the Blues, just because of the way O'Reilly is, um, it it wouldn't surprise me if he says something like, um, you know, I had a really bad year. Um, I'm going to sign a short-term deal with the Blues and, you know, three or four million per whatever uh, next season. Uh, get your numbers up, and then we'll negotiate a longer-term deal if if it fits into the to the works. Now, now that could be a conversation he'd have with Armstrong, and if Armstrong says no, I don't think you're in our long-term future plans. Then, yeah, um, if that's the case, then I totally agree, Jeff. That's that he's going to take a bigger offer somewhere else, which he'll get. And we all know that you know, Armstrong's not against telling the captain of this team you're not our long-term. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, he did offer him eight years. So, why yeah. Eric Brewer? That's who you're talking <laughs> he, about, right? He Eric offered Petrangelo exactly. eight years, <laughs> exactly. eight years, eight million. He broke Jeff's heart. Yeah, so would have been. I was Eric so Brewer. devastated. 
Um, no, I, I actually, I mean, I, I hope you're right, Kurt and Bill too. I hope you guys are right. I, it's, but I, I, I wouldn't say I think, I'm not spe- I'm I think, speculating. I'm not. I'm I know not you are, I, yeah. but I don't think that's the case. I think Armstrong or, uh, or O'Reilly will talk to his agent. His agent's going to say, people are still going to pay top dollar for you. Go to free agency. And I think that's what he's going to do. Yeah. I think, I think if he gets moved, it's in season. If he, if he stays, he'll sign a, a one or two year deal. Yeah. I would hope that's the case. I, I, I hope I was, so. Yeah, I mean, gosh, it really, I mean, a lot is, I guess a lot depends on how this team plays too without O'Reilly and Tarasenko in lineup. If they play well, if, I mean, they're going to get a good look at some players here, you know, neighbors and get some playing time. Um, So hopefully, you know, the time uh, with the Thunderbirds uh, and he played very well down there. I don't know the stats in front of me. I think he put up some good numbers when he was down there. Um. You know, and he he played really well against Toronto. Had a really nice hit to set up a goal. Yeah, um, great forecheck. Yeah, great forecheck. So, and that's you know the little things. It's that, and that's the kind of thing that you know, younger players uh, tend to get ripped on for not doing the little things. You know, we we all know they're talented and they can score. You know, uh, given a good chance in front, they can put the puck away. But it's the little things: the the forecheck, the stick check, the hustle on the back check. You know, that uh, impresses coaches to get you more ice time. So and then, you know, and, and Bruba is very complimentary of uh, neighbors after the game on that play too. So it was noticed. I thought I thought neighbors came out and looked awful. Like that first period, I thought every shift he had, it was noticeable in a bad way. I'm like, he's in the wrong position. I thought he got better as the game went on against Toronto, and by the last few shifts he played, he looked like he belonged. So we'll see how he looks in the next game. But I was. I was impressed by the end of the game. Early on, he looked like he still had some jitters. Because his his good play came early in the game. His good fortune. I know, but it, yeah. I felt like that was a little different. Okay, okay. All right. I just feel um, like he didn't. I feel like he wasn't doing the small things, like, and eventually he was. Okay. Um. So this team and how it responds to Tarasenko and Riley being out. Um. Obviously, two leaders on the club. Um. The now it, it, it's not unusual for a team to rally around uh, key guys being out, a key guy or two being out. Um, guys will step up, have a, a a good series of games. To me, it ju- just depends on how long they can sustain this. Like they had a ver- a really fun game against Toronto. I thought they went into Toronto. It was a run and gun kind of a thing. Pucks were finding holes, and we'll talk about that game in a minute. But um, I thought they played a good game in Toronto. I was entertained. It was fun. I have no complaints really about the game, uh, not that much. But it was so. They, I thought they played well without Tarasenko and O'Reilly offensively. Obviously, you know, you score five goals and then you get the winner in the shootout. Um, that's enough to win on almost every night in the NHL. So uh, I guess uh, going forward to see how long they can sustain, like New Jersey's a good team. Well, they were a good team. Are they still a good team? <laughs> They're two that, well, before tonight, yeah, they, they won two of the last 11. And yeah. since November 31st, they're 28th in the NHL in point percentage. Right. So they're and not they, having a good month, a month plus. They played Montreal tonight, so it doesn't really count. Well, and they have played a lot of good teams. Or no, 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 no. They played. They played Detroit. They played tonight. Detroit. Still, yeah, Detroit's right. playing better this year. Right. Um, 
Yeah, they played a lot of good teams. They played Boston a, th- a couple times. They played Carolina. Um, so they've they played some good teams uh, over the past month plus, but uh, but they have not gotten many wins. Only two in the last eleven. So um, I think it'll be a good time for the Blues to play in New Jersey coming up. But we'll talk about that in a little bit, I guess. Um, but you, I mean, are you guys concerned about the lack of uh, O'Reilly and uh, Tarasenko, or are you? optimistic about how this team could fill in the gaps uh other veterans take on bigger roles like uh uh armstrong said that had to be done especially pareko i I just for me i just feel like um this is a glimpse into what next season's gonna look like yeah um and so i'm actually excited to watch i don't think this i i still don't think this team makes the playoffs so I'm just kind of happy to to kind of get a look into what this team looks like without O'Reilly and Tarasenko. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing what this team looks like the next couple weeks. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, you know, I I'll tell you. Um, I know we we haven't talked about the Toronto game in full yet, but Braden Shen is a leader on this team. I like it. Mm-hmm. I I thought he had such an incredible game last night. You know, just leading by example, playing the right way, you know, all the hockey cliches, try to cram them in to, to describe how we played. Um, but, you know, I think him taking taking on a bigger leadership role with this team is something I'm looking forward to. Uh, we will discuss the 6-4 to four shootout win in Toronto uh, on the other side of this break from uh, realtor Mike Burgoyne with strikewithmike.com. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have signed Joel Hofer to a two-year one-way contract that uh, extension that will kick in next season. Uh, annual uh, salary of seven hundred seventy-five thousand. Uh, he has twenty-two games with Springfield this season. He's ten eight and four with a two point three nine GAA and a nine two two save percentage. Pretty good numbers. Uh, two games with Blues last season. One and one eight eight zero save percentage. Three point zero seven GAA. Uh, not not great numbers <laughs> last season with the Blues. But very nah, very tiny games. sample size. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, can can you not? Is there a way to say his name and not sound Canadian? Joel, Joel Hofer. Hofer. Yeah Hofer. Joel Hofer. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It sounds like you're trying to. It sounds like you're trying to force a Canadian accent. Yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, I I I'm okay with it. I think we all kind of assume yeah. that. I think we all thought he might battle Grice for a uh, a backup spot in camp this this season, um, and I'm excited to see what he can do in a Blues jersey next year. Again, I think I think this team 
uh, with, you know, we'll, we'll talk more, I'm sure throughout the year about UFAs and all that. And, you know, the cap only going up possibly by a million. Um, I think this team is destined to miss the playoffs this year and next year. Um, but I think a quick retool will put them right back in the playoffs uh, within two years. So I am excited to see him in a blues Jersey full-time next season. I think uh kid's got a lot of potential you know, you, you you said the numbers there in in Blues jersey, but again, you know, Joel. Uh, let's put it like this: Stanley Cup winner Jordan Bennington's first was it two appearance appearances were fucking horrendous. Uh, so that doesn't say much to me. The fact that he won his first game tells you at least he has a little bit of composure, and clearly he's uh, uh you know pretty accomplished now in the AHL level. So I'm. I'm happy with this signing and uh, you know, it's cheap as hell 750 K for your backup goalie. Uh, who's not just like a, a grizzled veteran, a guy that you think could step in and possibly be a starter one day. Still uh, has upside. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's a goalie goal scorer. That's true. He is. That's true. And he was, he was ahead of Bennington on the depth chart. Um, Wait, nope. Nope, never mind. Nope, who's so getting who's so and Hofer mixed up there? <laughs> uh, so you you asked Jeff, um, Grice is gone no matter what. Then you think? I mean, if Grice just every game the rest of the season puts up a shutout, okay, you're having that conversation. But I yeah. think it's pretty much you're I, done, buddy. We we signed you for one season for a reason. Yeah, I thought I thought he was gone either way. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I even thought maybe if somebody needed a backup goalie uh, for playoffs and the Blues were out of it or and they, they'd send him off for a sixth-round draft pick or something, you know, to somebody and uh, and and let Hofer finish out the year up here as the backup to Bennington. So I thought that was a possibility. You know, not that anybody yeah. – I, 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 and that's if Grice plays well, right? You know, he's make it right. uh, desirable. And and let's be honest, he he Thomas Price has not been abjectly terrible like Chad Johnson was, right? Chad Johnson no. was just like he he wasn't even a a good you know placeholder uh, during during the um, the abysmal start to 2018-2019. So you know it's it's wasn't he wasn't oh I'm getting my my backups mixed up. Do wasn't he? Didn't he steal Allen's job for a short time and then lose it real bad after that? No. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, he did. did. He had he, he had did. like a three game stretch in, in October where we're like, oh, it's not gonna turn out too bad. Right. Might be the next starter HUD and and that's right. Yeah. And that and it didn't yeah, it started off good, but then it just tanked. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, then we're like somebody take him off our hands and thank God Anaheim was there. Yeah. No, but uh yeah, I think you know, and I I've been fine with Grice's play as a backup this year. I don't haven't had he's many. I mean, he, he's he had a couple of games where he wasn't right. very good, but I mean, he's a backup goalie. I mean, he's not right. going to be stellar out there. I think right. he's been like fine. Like I said, he's he's been fine. He isn't. Yeah. He hasn't been abjectly terrible, no. which is basically what you want out of a backup goalie. And he's had a couple of games where he's been really really good. So, yeah. uh, and you know, there, and every other game there's a goal he allows. It's like, oh shit. Should have had that one. Um, You know, that's about the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, he's old and slow. I'm trying to think of a team that might like without even an injury being like, 
we could use an upgraded backup going into the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm trying to quickly think of one off my head. I can't think of one. Uh, maybe what, Buffalo, if they're mm. still in a playoff hunt. Yeah. Um, I, I can't I think of one. Calgary's would... good. Dallas is good. I can't think of anyone that might. Anyway, Capitals, I don't see maybe. that happening. If, in, if in, they, yeah. If they don't believe Charlie Lindgren's the guy. Yeah, maybe you just want to get a veteran in there to kind of challenge him, maybe even a little. I don't know. I it, it, I think it is going to take an injury for, for a team to want to take him on. Um, I think it's unlikely he goes anywhere, but, you know, think crazier things have happened in the NHL. But either way, I'm happy for Hofer. I think this is a, a good move for the Blues and a good move for him. And again, very cheap move for the Blues to be able oh, to, yeah. you know, because – we look at it, you know, how many people complained about Bennington's contract extension, which I think is fine, um, and it's still growing to be fine. But if you can get a good, solid backup in Hofer for even just the two years there, have it's 750K, right. you know, that's Leave a steal. Minimal. Yeah. Yep. All he has to do is be serviceable and not abjectly terrible. Yeah, exactly. If you're spending six million dollars in today's NHL in in both your goalies, whatever it would be, six hundred and whatever it is, but that's pretty good. And so, yeah, I think Blues are pretty set in goal for two years after this year. So the Blues uh, beat Toronto in a shootout six to five on uh, Tuesday after an overtime loss last week to Toronto, where uh, we talked about it. The Nylander stripped Tarasenko of the puck in overtime and beat Benton on a breakaway. The Blues got into their uh, their time machine and went back to 1992, winning a crazy 6-5 to game in a shootout that featured six goals in the second period, seemingly one after another. I uh, need Brian- to uh, – I wish I would have pulled up the stat. I don't remember, but uh, did you guys see the stat of the Blues' record in Toronto? Um, yeah. And since Four, like 2000 or something? 14 and 1 and 2 like, or something like, like that? It's like 14, 1 and 2. Or like, it's probably like 15, 1 and 2 I think now it's 15, 1 and 2. Yeah, what, yeah, I, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, yeah like, and I'm like, crazy. Whoa. Like that's crazy. granted, Toronto was fucking terrible for a long period there, but still, that's but they've that's been impressive. Good right. regular season team for a few years now, and they're still taking care of business in Toronto. Yeah, in early two thousands, they were still a very good team. Matt Sundin, Curtis Joseph, you know, Jason they, Allison. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> was it was it Jason Allison? Was he on that team? <laughs> He was, but I don't think that's that just wouldn't bigger. come to your mind. Right. The, and even even any Harrison. I don't care if you're a bad team <laughs> to be 14 or 15, one and two in their building. Right. I don't care who you are. That's impressive. If it is Arizona, that's impressive. Yeah. You know, um, and much less Toronto, who is, uh, you know, up and I mean, they're they're good now and but and really good now and have been for a little while. Um, Toronto came into this game 23-8-7 overall and 13-2-3 at home this season. Um, so their record at home this season is almost like the Blues record in Toronto uh, over the past uh, 18 games, whatever it is, 19-20 games. Uh, they haven't lost in regulation at home since November 11th. They still haven't. Last time they, lo- they lost in regulation at home, uh, Bill Day had not had COVID yet. But last- Jeff Ponder had it twice. The last time they lost at home was the was the day after the eight game losing streak ended. I think November tenth is the day after that ended. I think, I believe. Um, 
Brandon Saad, uh, the Blues never trailed in this game. Uh, Brandon Saad scored early in the game, shorthanded. Uh, again, that's his second of the season, I believe. Yeah. Um, after he was placed on the PK, uh, and not I, that long we gotta, ago. We got to give credit to Darren Pang, if you guys were watching the broadcast. Uh, he basically says, I mean, 20 seconds before the goal scored, um, this team's got five forwards um, on their power play. That's what the, the Maple Leafs first line is, is on the power play is literally yeah. five forwards. And he said, you got to You got to test them. You got to challenge them. I mean, within seconds, mm-hmm. Saad gets the puck, skates it. Blues make a good play in their own zone to, uh, I think it goes over. Who got the assist on that? Was it Achari? Um, Achari gets the puck yeah. right in front, slides it over to a, a streaking Saad. And Saad comes in, makes a good, good move. Uh, Achari, probably one. Achari and Achari. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Um, And, uh, you know, you got to think Samsonov was not happy with giving that goal up. But at the same time, it's a slick move by Saad to skate in front of the net like that. And again, like Payne said, challenge the five forwards on the ice. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Right. He he made Marner look, you know, like he's still a very young hockey player. Right. He he kept the puck as far away from Marner as possible, yet still was able to open Samson up. Samsonov, because he he's no longer Samsonov. It's Samsonov. Samsonov. Okay. Um that, that was a change he made this year, because I guess you change your name pronunciation midway through your career. Bill, um, I'm pissed about that. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> but uh yeah, he, he did a great job of opening him up while keeping Mitch Marner uh at bay, right? Marner, I thought probably felt like he had great defensive position um very dejected after that went through the legs it's funny uh when you see a forward come in uh into the zone one-on-one against a forward it's almost like they get giddy they can't wait to attack that forward you know yep let's put a move on him you know inside outside through the legs boom get him reaching oh He's, even as yeah. a defenseman, I'm sure, like if Pareko's coming in one on one with a forward, I'm think I'm sure he's even thinking like, <laughs> "All right, here yeah. we go. I know what and, I need yeah. to do." And if you're a forward playing D, just like take the body, take the right. body. Especially don't go, don't go swiping. At, like... Yeah, don't go swiping at the puck. Don't go reaching because you're gonna get smoked. You know, just just watch the watch the hips and just stay with them. Well, what they got to try to do is is you know the basics of keep my body between the puck carrier and the goalie. And that's all they're really thinking, especially if you're not a defensive forward like Marner is not. And he did that, but, you know, still gave the room to Saad to skate in and and get a good shot off. Yeah. Uh, Shen put the Blues up 2-0 on the power play. Uh, So special teams were were big early in this game. And uh, Toronto pulls within one late in the first period on a goal from uh, Pierre Engvall. Uh, And uh, here's, here's where the... Flood of goals came. Second period. Special teams come into play again on the power play. Kairou gets his 18th of the season early in the second. Uh, and Nylander gets his 22nd about a minute and a half later to make it 3-2. to two. Levo scored less than six minutes later to put the Blues back up by two. On a great forecheck by Jake Neighbors. On the great forecheck by Neighbors, yeah. Great play. I was thinking his forecheck was in the first period, but it was in the second on that goal. No, that was, that was yeah. where I think his play started to turn around a bit. Yeah. Um, Saad gets his uh, second of the game exactly one minute after Bunting's goal from Toronto to give the Blues that two-goal lead again. And then Austin Matthews scored less than three minutes later to make it 5-4 to four Blues. 
Matthews, and on this goal, Matthews became the fourth youngest active player to reach 500 initial points at 25 years and 108 days. So fourth fastest uh, ever. Bill, I know might I'm be good. Hmm. Yeah, he might be. Bill, I'm asking you, uh, it just in general, and, and I know I'm testing your memory here, which is hard because we're all old. But, and um, COVID brain. And COVID brain. Uh, I don't know if you remember all the goals scored on Bennington. Uh, any of those that you look at right away and you say, eh, probably should have had that one. Um, Because at that point, they had scored, was it uh, four goals on Bennington? Was it four? It was fourth. It was five, four, four going into the third period. Yeah. Okay. So it was four goals on 13 shots when that one went in, the last goal. So at that yeah. point, the stats don't look good for Bennington. Any of those you think he should have had? Well, full disclosure, first time through, I listened to most of the game. I was, uh, I had uh, gone out and visited my mom, watched a little bit of it on the phone, and then was driving home when the flurry of goals happened in the second period. Um, so I, I did try to go back and and um, watch them. It, nothing, nothing that is just like, wow, that's just straight up bad. Um, my big emotional reaction in the game was bunting scoring after, you know, his, you know, snapping his head back, even though the stick was nowhere near his head. Well, that right, was the that, third. Yeah. That was the tying goal. Yeah. And it was 17 yeah. shots. They had 17 shots after two periods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But numbers... it was, it was the 13th shot that went in. Oh, four, gotcha. 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 Fourth goal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, I mean the number is not good. Like when when um, Kerber and Vitelli were talking about like the shots on goal at the at the point that you know I I I was home before the game got tied, um, but like that it doesn't sound good. But given how bad the Blues defense has been. I, you know, I, I wasn't going to pin it entirely on him. So see people were, people were kind of, I think the goal people were, were not happy about was Matthew's goal, the near side, near post goal, but that goes off. After, was it Mikola's stick? Uh, yeah, it, stick went, it, it went off a stick. I know that. Yeah, I don't know it, if it was Mikola or not. It went off a stick defenseman's stick and it, you know, right up over the glove um, near post. Uh, but I, I think Jim Thomas, of all people to argue with somebody with hockey on Twitter, right? Uh, he was uh, argue, He was going back and forth with uh, a fan or two about this goal. Thomas was critical of Bennington on this play, saying that he wasn't having a good night. Um, and somebody said, "Well, it goes off a stick. It's over his glove. What's he going to do?" You know. Um, and uh, and he well, he wasn't on the post. If he's on the if he's on if he's against the post, doesn't go in. But and, you, you and don't I was want like, to be on the post with I'm like, in the slide. Go on the. That's it went terrible. post side. Yeah, it, it went high. It went high post, but it was like right. Yeah, but I mean, you can't be on the post either because then you're giving him too much far side. Yeah, you got, you're, you're giving I thought him he was positioned okay. I thought he was. I thought he was positioned okay. It was just a bad luck. It went off a stick and went upper glove on him. You know, I think it just found a hole. Um, I, it's one of those games. I'll say was, when I feel like when Biddington's on, somehow that still hits his body. So I I see people's point with saying that's. I don't want to say it's a weak goal, but it's maybe one that, that, you know, playoff Bennington has, he still somehow finds a way to make that save, but maybe looking at it, but looking at it as a, uh, a student of the game, as the three of us are, um, 
that is just again just a, a well it's a it's a good shot from a good shooter and it goes off a stick and Bennington's playing the position correctly it just finds a hole right. that and happens in hockey any any deflection goal if if you're just going to straight out blame a goalie you're wrong i mean <laughs> that it's just it's unless the deflection is from outside the blue line. And even then it's difficult. <laughs> it's, it's difficult, you know, to, to make an adjustment um, on something like that. But yeah, don't, don't, don't come at me with an argument that, uh, you know, a goalie should have had something that gets redirected, you know, five feet from him in the <laughs> slot. Bill, I'm only going to pull us out of, this game for a second and tell you that I had a nat a, a knock them out, drag them out fight uh, with my goalie uh, after a game one night, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the Owen Nolan red line goal. Mm. And oh. he, he argued that that's a tough save for Tur Turek because it goes off the defenseman's stick. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm like, Dude, it was at the fucking red line. He mm -hmm. needs to be able to pick that puck up. I don't care if that puck's going 120 miles per hour. He should be able to pick that up in time and make that save. And he said, no, 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 no. Anytime it goes off a defenseman's stick, you cannot blame the goalie. Let me ask I'm, you your I'm thoughts. I'm sorry, but uh, anytime you're a goalie jumping up in the yes. air... On a puck that is yeah. shot that far out, you yes. have done something terribly wrong. Yeah, you're not Thank tracking you. the puck. You're not tracking the puck very well. God, Dave, you motherfucker! I hope you're listening, because yeah. Jesus, I just I watched. Was, that's what I kept saying. I'm like, dude, he jumped for that puck. There's yeah. no way he he read that, even if it wasn't off a stick. It's almost He's like not tracking he, the puck right. It's almost like he expected it to be somewhere. It got deflected and just couldn't pick it up until it was too late and jumps. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he misread it badly. Anyway, so I was, I was, I rewatched the Matthews goal. And if it's not tipped, it looks like Bennington makes that save because the shot comes, he goes down and his gloves down on top of his pad. And then it's get, it gets tipped right away. Yeah. But then the puck goes over uh, above shoulder height, you know, of him and it goes up her glove. And he can't react in time. Right. So, I mean, and he, he may be a little off the post looking at it. You know, he's, he's, he's giving him, he's giving him glove, a little bit of glove, but if it's not deflected, it, he makes the save. But that's what Bennington does. He gives yeah. glove all the time and then he snags it right as the shots coming in. Well, if he it's also not deflected. He makes that save. He also, he also does a really good job of keeping his glove uh, in a certain spot and having it out a little bit, um, which is how he makes a ton of saves. He never moves his glove sometimes because he, he's got a position. Well, um, right. this case, he drops it down on top of his pad where the puck was going. And of course it gets deflected up over his shoulder. So it's, you know. I saw some people complaining about the, that first bunting goal. The, that was the one that was uh, shot from the, the far boards deflected in front. It hits off Bennington and it just lays in the crease, and I think it's Bunting. Was was that the one that Bunting just kind of pokes in from the the crease? And um, uh, I'm watching yeah, it now. I, I'm pretty sure that's it. And Bennington makes the initial save, and the puck's laying in the crease. Well, he's got a 
He's got to cover that. And I'm like, what about having a defenseman on the guy standing right in front of the goddamn How net? is he sub- that that initial shot was deflected? Exactly. How is he supposed to stop that? I agree. He's, I mean, he's, first off, the shots coming and the shots coming from left to right. So right. Bennington moves over to his right. It gets deflected back the across argument... the grain to the left to Bunting, who happens to be in the right place at the right time, right. off his skate, and, and then he hits it in. The How argument the I saw is he needs to not allow that rebound. And I'm like, the, the puck hit... was deflected right in front of him. How do you expect him to be able to read that? There wasn't a rebound. He, he didn't make this. I mean, it was, a, it was deflected before it got to him, right? It was deflected by... Wasn't okay, it? so so he never made a he never actually touched the puck. I don't think so. Let me. Okay, it's hard I, to tell. I thought he did, but maybe he didn't. Well, maybe um, you're right. Maybe you're right. Let me let me say. I thought to... I thought it went off like his arm, and then it laid in the crease, and that's where Bunning just poked it in. No, it did not go off his arm. I, I it's okay. it was deflected. Either went off Mikola or the Toronto player. Okay, let's see. Either way, people it's said he should have been able to pick off. It went off Mikola's glove. Mikola goes down the trying okay. block. It goes off his but glove. But the argument the I was seeing was he should have been able to pick that puck up in the crease. And I'm like, you're no. asking me to be fucking no. Superman no. at that, that point. Okay. First off, is this someone you know or just someone online? No, I just saw some idiot on Twitter okay. commenting. So, so and it was this probably is, even a Leafs fan. This is a perfect situation of someone not understanding goaltending. Just they don't. They don't. They never played. They probably never played. They they don't understand situations. Or anything, because because there's nothing a goalie. This is ice. You're not you know playing on carpet where you can just stop and go real quick. Bennington slide into his right to react to this initial shot, and Mikola goes down to block. It goes off his glove right to Bunting to the other post. Yeah, you you can't. That's what I said. I I mean I I didn't comment back because I thought it was worthless to comment back this moron. But I was like. Dude, you expect him to just literally be able because not only is he on one side of the net reacting to the initial shot, it's his body weight is on one side of his body. You expect him to be able to shift all that weight over and then be able to just sprawl across and jump on that puck laying in the crease. That's impossible. First of all, no goalie can do that. The puck wasn't just laying in the crease. It bounced off Mikola, slid pretty quickly over to Bunting who off skating in, it wasn't just laying there for a second. It was like, bang, bang. Well, that, that proves the point even more that there's no way he makes that save. Okay. Well, advanced stats probably say he should have made the save, right? Is that what we're talking about? We should just say advanced stats say, I mean, that's not, no, I, I think, but I I think that this is just a fan reaction saying, well, he should have had that one. How a lounger got loose on Twitter. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the stupid Goldie's do you, fault. Do you know what? Bennington almost made this save. He gets back he over in a hurry. And I'm actually watching on replay. I'm actually impressed at how quickly he gets back over there. Um, it's just it's just so fast. You can't. I mean, Kurt, he, you think if you had goalie pads on, you'd be able to move your old ass over that quickly? <laughs> I would have ripped my groin in two trying <laughs> yes, to do this. Me too. Me too. And you know, I you know, I he's not Dominic Hoshik. You know, I mean I maybe you Hoshik see maybe makes that save. Maybe you see some kind of ridiculously rubber band goalie make this crazy ass save, you know, but to expect a goalie to make this save is asinine. That's stupid. So get now, now, my... now if if the shot goes off Bennington, that's a different situation. 
you know, controlling your rebounds. I get that part, but it didn't. It hit Mikola. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So I'll go back to the original point then. Bill, maybe, maybe he can make one of those saves, but for the most part, these are all quality chances from the Maple Leafs uh, on all those goals that we just talked about. Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it, it, it felt like, it felt like an eighties game all around just pucks were yeah. going in the net, no matter what goalies. And that's what goalies could oh, stand go in their head. It's, it was going to be a high scoring affair. And that's what this team's built for, right? They are built to be able to withstand a high scoring affair. So in a game like that, when yes, four goals on 13 shots at the point that last goal goes in, this team's built to withstand that and be able to compete in a game like that. So Bennington's back there basically pulling a Grant Fior. I'm going to make the saves I'm supposed to make. You guys just go score goals. That's what that game was. Do, do you know, so I, I Jim Thomas said this about, he mentioned, he brought up the four goals on 13 shots or whatever it was. Uh, he goes, not something like not good enough or, or someone said this. I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? Don't ever say to me, this goalie allowed four goals on 13 shots or four goals on 20 shots or whatever. See, so the, the numbers are going to be bad. But I don't give a shit. I do not care. That doesn't that doesn't tell me he's having a bad game. Show me the goals against. I want to see how they win it. Now, if he should have had a couple of them, then yeah, he's having a bad game. But if they're like goofy goals or great chances, great shots, like no chance for the goalie, you know, I mean, like it doesn't matter. Four goals on thirteen shots doesn't is not something you should really say. That unless unless the goalie's having a bad game. If he's having a good game and he just can't, you know, it's just they're going in. They're great shots or plays like this where he has no chance. You know, that's that's not a – saying it's four goals on 13 shots is just instantly saying, oh, the goalie's having a bad game because that's what you're saying. You're saying that's that's bad numbers. He's having a bad game. But don't say that to me. I want to see the goals again. I want to see the goals. Show them. He had a, he had a bad game against Minnesota. I'll say that. Uh, the mishandling mm. of the puck. Yeah, that was a bad game. So I think there is still some holdover from that game. People just mad at Bennington right. for mishandling right. the puck. So therefore, oh, four goals on People. 13 shots after that bad game against Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, fuck this guy. I think that's kind of where some of that came from. People are going to be mad at Bennington no matter no matter what, because there's, oh, there's yeah. just people that blame He's goalies. People blame goalies for every goal that goes in. They, it doesn't matter if it's stoppable. It's the goalie's fault. Because if you don't have good numbers, you suck. It, don't show me the goals, right? Just, just the numbers. If it's an 880 save percentage in a game, you sucked. Well, no. Show me the goals. I want to see how they went in. Yeah, we're the Well, at least I'm in the show-me state, so I want to see it. <laughs> uh, you you brought up Minnesota. Um, Matt Dumba just blocked a shot a minute ago. Another um, pending UFA potential trade deadline target. He did not look good. It was a great block shot, but he. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we've got another another guy that's going to uh, the injured list Ooh. after that. But, I thought uh, you were going to say another guy who's going to be traded to Toronto. Cause apparently uh, that's where all the players right. get traded to. They all go there. Well, Everyone. Well, absolutely. Um, Everyone's yeah. destined for Toronto. Yeah. So stupid. Um, so blues six goals in 11 minutes plus. 
uh, in the second period. So that was that was fun. I'm on the couch watching. Every time you look up, it's another goal. So uh, third period comes around. Bunting scores. Real quick, my wife was in the kitchen when I think three of the goals went in, and yeah. and she just <laughs> she hears me going. She's literally so she walks in after the third time, and I think it was Toronto, St. Louis, Toronto. The way the goals worked out, she goes, "I literally just heard you go, damn it." Yes, damn it! In like three minutes, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, that's how this game's going. My daughter watches a lot of the games with me, and and she was in. She went to get in the shower, and I'm sitting there yelling. I, I heard her get out of the shower, and I was, I, I think I yelled like three times. They scored again. That was another goal. <laughs> What's the score now? I don't even know. I've lost track. Uh, so, uh, third period comes around bunting scores his second of the game to tie the game at five to five. This came on a power play that, uh, quite honestly, should not have been a power play. Um, <clears throat> Thomas got his stick up on bunting in the corner, but it was only chest high bunting threw his head back so hard. Uh, Panger said it nearly came off, uh, drawing yeah. the penalty. He got whiplash from it. He did. He got whiplash from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. Unbelievable. I, Terrible I call. call this a disgusting act, and I stand by that. I, as a hockey player, I know you guys will agree. Is that the, somebody the who's, who's Ray Ferraro dis- disgusting act? Oh, yes. speaking speaking of Ray Ferraro, today today Friend is the, of the anniversary show. of the Friend Patrick Steffen yes. empty net. Which, if anybody has not listened to that interview, when we had yeah. Ray Ferraro on, we did discuss that. So yeah. uh, I, that was fun. I almost wish I had, I had been on, on that interview because uh, – I don't know if I'd have said this to him, but I would have been thinking it that uh, when he says it's the most disgusting thing he's ever seen or whatever he said, I'm like, you think despicable. you're exaggerating? Uh, despicable. You think you're exaggerating yeah. just a little bit there? I, yeah, but man, I love that call. I just, oh, I, I absolutely oh, really? love that call. Yes. I hate it because I think it's ridiculous. Oh, I think it's hilarious. It's, I, it, it's, it's a guy because at the time he had just stopped playing within what, five years? And yeah. You can tell it's just like a like if it's a teammate talking like, oh my god, you know what the hell were you thinking? Kind of thing. I but he didn't do anything wrong. Call. What did he do wrong? Well, who oh, was the puck? The puck I, bounces over his had, stick. We've had this discussion. He had to no. skate it to the crease to put the puck in. No, you don't. Just fire no. it on net. He, but he that, needs oh. having watched the replay a couple times again tonight. He needs to put it in on the forehand and not try to go to the backhand and touch. Yes. What's he that's, doing? That's just yeah. put it but in. He wasn't so, shooting. He was just like going to let it slide on in. It just, and it went poop, right over his blade. Why so, do that though? Make sure it goes in the net. You're if, he go, if, he, if he goes to fire a, if he goes to fire a wrister, it could maybe it hops on him before that and he shoots it high. You need to fire anything. Just take the puck as you're skating in with no one on you and just loft it into the net. That's what you he was to trying. Right to the net to put it in. Oh, going, he was right in front of the net. He going to right to the front of the net <laughs> seems like the most sure way to make sure it goes in, but it hopped over your blade. Would, you don't but, need but to over the handle. He was between he he, 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 the circles in the slot. All he had to do was slide it forehand. I'm yes. just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's not his fault. It oh, popped yes, over it his. Is. No. Yes, it is. The, it popped. Bill? There was a Bill. rut. A yes. rut in the ice pops the puck over Bill. his blade right when he goes to push it in the net, and that's his fault. I don't want to yes. hear from you anymore, Kurt. I want to hear no. from Bill. You are unrealistic. It no, it, it's he, a fluky over, thing, and you're blaming him. He overplayed it. 
he nah. he he missed his window. He right? didn't like he didn't do his triple deke. He's he just no, he just went to slide it in. He's he didn't like, just go to slide it in. That's the he, issue. Did. he did not go to slide he, it in. The, he, did. He, did. he did. He did go to slide it in, but it's it's like you know it's wedge Antilles in Star Wars, right? Nope, it detonated on the surface. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best comparison I've ever heard. I think yes. I think you think he's you're saying he made a move and he didn't make a move or anything. No, he didn't make a move. I'm saying it, let's just put it like this. I get that puck <laughs> where he gets it. I maybe stick handle one step and then I'm just lofting it in the net. That's Why all you, you got to do. Why would you even loft it? Just just let it slide in the ice, on the ice in the net. And he didn't do that. He tried, he tried to. to st- it popped over his no, blade. No, 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 yes, he where did. He got, no, no, no. Where yes, he, he got did. the puck? Where he got the puck? He carried it in and stick handled, then tried to like direct it to the net. I'm saying you've got the puck. No one's on you. Just maybe take one step. And then just slide it into the net. Don't stick do handle it five times. No, he, he didn't, didn't stick on it five times. Oh. He had it. He had it on his forehand, right. and he went. He just and he gets close to the net. He was just going to slide it off his backhand, and it, and it popped over his blade. You're oh, here. It's um, he let I'm it watching happen. it right now. The ice. He, oh come on. He so he he actually so I was wrong. He doesn't have it between the circles. He gets it in the the left face off circle, and drifts across has the chance to tuck it in waits until he gets to the far side of the crease it hops it it does hop it there was some bad luck in it sure but, I agree. but a guy with you know a put him away put the screwdriver in the eye and kill him mentality doesn't let it go that far Yes, and that that 100%. was that was Ray Ferraro's reaction at the yes. time, right? and that's what I so, loved about uh, it. It was so pure. It was yeah. such a good reaction. It was so not a good reaction. It was yes. going back to going back to last night's game. Who was it that Peg like was like? Oh no! Somebody made a play. It was one of the. It, I might have been neighbors. It, it was one of the younger guys and. It, like Peng hit a different octave saying, Oh no. Um, like, yeah, what was that for? I forgot what it was. On. It was in was the on. third period, but that when that happened, I thought of this play. I thought of the Patrick Stefan that, like, Oh, and, you know, how many times have, have you know, have I said uh, the phrase Darren Peng clutching his pearls about <laughs> a rookie making a mistake? Um, but. Yeah, it. So, uh, games tied, overtime, siding overtime. I think Blues all shot the uh, Leafs five to one in overtime. God, if um, Bushnevich tucks oh, that in, Bushnevich oh, had a great chance. Wow. Shen had the great chance. Dude, uh, that second chance, the 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 one uh, the before Bushnevich, uh, yeah, the Shen one. Yeah, when Bushnevich has the great shot wide open net it's at least it seemed like for shen on the rebound samsonov sorry samsonov made a great save i mean literally game saver Beautiful samsonov save. played for the bruins in the 90s that's samsonov right should oh be. should be uh sergey samsonov the, yeah, yeah played right. for the detroit vipers the you want to talk about you want to talk about over stick handling Watch some Sergey Samsonov footage. <laughs> that dude over stick handled more than anyone, except maybe Maxima Fenegenov. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so that was a good overtime. I enjoyed that. Even oh, though, uh, back, 
Even though it, Toronto it, had the puck for the first minute and a half. I think it was longer than that. Wasn't it about two minutes? They was like touch it. It was two yeah. something when the Blues got it back finally. Yeah, yeah. Thomas, Cairo, and Falk were just and, like just and they were out there for the whole around. first part. And then, yeah. and then what happened when the Blues first got the puck? Remember? Pareko skates up the ice and takes a shot right oh, away. God. I'm yep. like, what are you doing? I, I laughed about one that. One on two some, takes a shot. It was like uh, Rutherford. Maybe it wasn't Rutherford. I don't want to. I don't want to put anyone under the bus. But it was somebody in the media who was like, "You love to see that Pareko take the puck in and get a shot on goal." And I'm nope. like, "No, you no, fucking you do don't." Like, no. He just skated in. No one in front took a slap shot. Which, it was yeah. It was a hard ass shot. I think they said it was 98 miles per hour. But like you don't, I don't give a shit. There's nobody in front. You've, you're three on yeah. three. You're just turning the puck you, over when you do you're that. You're looking for high danger chances with guys in front, uh, right? Yep. Uh, in overtime, you're not looking for one on two chances from uh, outside the hash marks uh, taking shots on goal. That's well, it was it was the same thing as uh, I think it was last season. We bitched about Pareko getting the puck in overtime and then for a line change just dumping it in. Yeah. You guys remember that? And we were all like. What the hell is he? I think even paying was like, what is he dumping it in for? Like, what? he makes terrible right, right. puck decisions sometimes, man. He does. He needs a earpiece. Yeah, he does. Instructions <laughs> yeah, like from the a bench. quarterback. Yeah, he does. Really. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you saw that because I was like, wow, I, we finally get the puck and you give it up right away without even trying to, you know, work a play. It's like, Jesus. Um, uh, and, and, and again, not to, uh, we talked good about Darren Pang earlier and John Kelly does a good job too, but I remember who it was. One of them was like, what a shot by Pareko. And I'm like, no, that no. is not the reaction no. there. The reaction is what the fuck are you doing, man? You're three on three. And if you just you, gave the fuck want to just, yeah. Which I think the blues ended up stealing it in the, they zone. got it back pretty soon after. Yeah. 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 But it was like, that's a terrible play. You don't do that. No. Yeah. Maybe if there's a guy in front, sure. You know, if you got numbers, or, sure. Or if it's a situation like uh, against the Stars in 2019, where maybe the goalie just got his bell rung, and it's like, right. okay, guys, let's just fucking fire pucks at him. Yeah. Maybe then I would see it. But this game, no, you don't do that. It's a puck possession game in overtime, and you're looking for the best chance. You're trying to cycle in, cycle out, rotate around, try and bait the other team to change a player so and try and get them changing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a patience game. You don't. Charge up the ice one on two and take a shot from, from 30 feet out. Yeah. Um, so it goes in the shootout. Blues win uh, in the shootout. Uh, goes four rounds as the last three Blues shooters scored. Uh, Bennington made a stellar kick save. Uh, kick, out, kick out his pad on uh, uh, Toronto's fourth shooter, Rasmus Sundin. Uh, and then Shen then scored on uh, Sam Sonov. Samsonov. Samsonov. To get the extra point for the Blues. Uh, goals in the shootout were from uh, Matthews, Thomas, Marner, Bushnevich, and Shin. And those goals all were beautiful. Uh, well, I thought it was funny because it was literally Matthews, Thomas, Marner, Bushnevich. Beautiful moves. Come in one on one with the goalie. Make great moves. Sandine, or uh, uh, sorry, Sandine. I'm gonna say Santini. Uh, Sandin, Sandine. However you say his name, he makes a great move. And Buch, uh I'm sorry, uh, Bennington. Kicks the the leg pad out. I mean, yep. just beautiful. Just a, it was, a really well timed, well played move. It was and there then for Shen, a second. It's like it's almost like the goalies were just fucking out of gas, and then Shen just fucking. <sighs> I'm just gonna skate in and take a wrist shot. 
Yeah, <laughs> and that's the winner because <laughs> uh, that that uh, that save Bennington made the, the the it was open for a second. Yeah, it was. It was kicks there. it out. Yeah, yeah. You could. I mean, you. There's a. I saw a, uh, a still, and it's like that kid had everything to shoot at. Like mm-hmm. the net was wide open. So you're just thinking, I've geeked out the goalie. Just put the puck in the net, and Bennington, great read. And throws the throws the leg pad out. Was it a toe save? Yeah, uh, I think it was pad. Wasn't it pad? It's he got he got the pad back across. I, I thought Sandine uh, like just hesitated for a split second, and that's all that's all an NHL caliber goalie like Jordan Bennington needs to recover. Right, his recovery time. I thought you know, to your point earlier about almost getting to. Um, the the first goal, right, yeah. or the the deflected goal. Yeah, yeah, right. His recovery times are impressive. And I think in this game too, is I I I give Bennington credit for uh, what his numbers weren't good in this game. It wasn't really indicative of his play. Uh, he didn't uh get frustrated and lose it in this game to where, you know, he looked bad late because he was getting frustrated and goals started going in. You know, the blues were always in the game at the, you know, and, and what, what do I say about goalies? You know, just, just be good enough to give your team a chance to win, you know, just let your team have a chance to win every night. And for the most part, that's what he's done this season. And in this game, high scoring, and we talked about it. Sometimes that's the way the game goes. You know, you could have, Good goalies and a good game and good players and it's six five it's seven six and stuff just goes in just finds holes not really any fault of the goalies goofy deflections weird bounces sometimes them's the breaks that's how it goes well and I think it's funny because I actually follow a lot of uh, Toronto just hockey fans in general but Maple Leafs fans and it's just because of the the sheer amount of them. But, you know, so I follow, like, intelligent ones. And I follow a lot of intelligent Blues fans. And a lot of times I'll see Blues fans, you know, in this game especially, oh, Bennington, ugh, four goals on so many shots and ugh, not looking good. Guess what? Shot total was pretty similar throughout the game. I didn't see one Maple Leafs fan saying Samson was having a terrible game. Like you said, Kurt, this is, this is just how hockey goes sometimes. Sometimes the puck just finds a net a lot more often because there's a lot of high octane offense going. And so I think both goalies played fine. It was just a matter of, well, yeah, these guys are scoring goals, right? Yeah. And if you watch hockey long enough, you'll see a number of these games. It's just, just the way it is. And it, and I think, um, this was kind and a lot of people commented about how this was kind of like a game from the nineties, right? Smite division hockey. You know, uh, old Kings Flames games going, you know, six, five, seven, six overtime, whatever. Uh, it was fun stuff. Not a lot of great defense being played <laughs> those times. I but, do uh, miss, man, I miss Toronto being in the division. I do too. I miss, I miss Detroit I mean the, in the division. As I much Toronto. as I, oh, of course, but yeah. I, the crit, yeah, I mean, I guess both the crazy fan bases. Like, again, they've, they've got some great fans, but they also have some fucking insane fans. And I actually miss seeing those. Can you imagine that old Smythe division with social media? Mm. I mean, my God, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> mm, well, a lot better than the dumbass Avalanche fans we have to deal with now. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes being in the central time zone and playing in a college arena. 
Yeah. That's, in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ken Morris. It was a fun game. Yeah. It was. It was a fun game. I think I tweeted that out. I said, that was a fun game. I And Blues won in Toronto against a really good Toronto team without Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Krug. I have zero complaints. None. Yeah. Not a single yeah, one. Yeah. At this point, like, I mean, there was times in the last couple of years where the Blues would win and we would still be sitting here being like, oh, my God, they played this play bad. This was awful. They did this wrong. As bad as the defense has been, to get two points in Toronto and it, it, the, the way this season has gone, I'm not going to complain at all. This is great. It's great to see that. Um, is Mikola being shopped? And uh, Team USA played Team Canada in the World Juniors. Uh, we'll talk about both of those uh, after we hear from Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right. Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Well, surprise, surprise, guys. I'm back on the show, and we're probably, what, well over two hours at this point? Uh, about two hours. We started late. I think we just hit two hours. Yeah. I just found out that our commercial breaks last just long enough for me to eat one slice of a uh, Toblerone chocolate orange. Mm. If Toblerone would mm. like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, reach out to us at RadioLet'sGoBlues.com. You a fan but, of the uh, chocolate orange guys? You have one before? Yeah, but but you only eat them at Christmas time, right? That's that, that's what it's from. Yeah. yeah, I've actually never had one. Oh, yeah. You take you it, any you more? smack it on the table, and it breaks into the, the orange slices. You know, it looks like an orange. Yeah, and you eat the orange slices. They're very good. Uh, you have any more? I I have three slices left. Well, I'm saying it. That's it. That's all that's left in your house of the Toblerone orange. Uh huh. Oh, I was going to say, save one for me for uh, next week if we get together. Oh, but not going to make it. Not going to make it. <laughs> Maybe that'll be part of your gift, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But just that. one of those slices. That right. right. <laughs> I have good. three left. One for each of us. We'll on the air. <laughs> <laughs> is Mikola being shopped, guys? Elliot Friedman uh, emphasized Nico Mikola is, uh, which I love saying his name, Nico Mikola is a solid depth player, and he can play nasty. Some people told Friedman that uh, Mikola, along with a few others, are definitely going to be moved. But he also had people tell him that the Blues aren't convinced yet that they are ready to do anything. <laughs> they may want to see this play out farther. Uh, this news conference, uh, this news cam comes before the Tarasenko right. and O'Reilly news, of course, as well, too. So, right, that I was their say... that was their Winter Classic uh, podcast that they did, right? When, yeah, and it was the the next day, like the, the news cycle beat them. And I will say, um, were announced. Th- uh, Thomas Welch uh, kind of posted this with the quote about what uh, basically what you just said. And uh, Kim Woods, uh, our uh, contest winner from um, the playoff uh, uh, bracket 
winner. Yes. Uh, in front of the or listener of the show, we'll call her friend of the show. Uh, she commented back. She goes, "I I feel like he's just uh, looking at the UFA list," and I thought the same thing when I saw this. I thought. You know, and, and obviously, you know, not saying anything mean about Elliot Friedman. I think he does a great job. I love his coverage. But I just look at it as I'm like, okay, he's looking at the UFA list and he's looking at uh, basically Crofts referencing that with the standings. And it's just like, yeah. who's a UFA yeah. on this team? And Mikola obviously is, is you know, one of the lesser known ones because of the, the Barbashev, Tarasenko, O'Reilly talk. But Clearly, if a team's looking for a, a little bit more of a meaner, bigger defenseman, his name's going to come up. And I don't know. I I actually you, don't think the Blues are going to move no. him. I think he's you, a guy they're looking to keep. Do you know what's stupid about this? This whole this thing, this quote, is that in one sentence they say uh, that they're definitely going to be moved. A few uh, Mikola and a couple others are definitely going to be moved. But he also had people telling him. The Blues aren't convinced that they're going to do anything yet. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, that's like the ultimate, you know, uh, random NHL trade rumor uh, account, a social media person. Speaking Some, out of both sides of your mouth. Right. Yeah. It's like, this, this could happen or this could not happen. I'm like, well, what the fuck? You know, don't. Uh, that was weird. I was like, I read that. And I'm like, oh, come on. That So you basically you have no idea. I, I read nothing into this. I say. It doesn't make Again, any sense. This is this is a guy looking at the standings and yeah. looking at the UFA list and it, saying, "Okay, well, this could happen." It doesn't make any sense though because Mikola is a defenseman and he's not expensive, and he's a guy the Blues could use, and we need defense. So unless we're looking to overhaul a number of players and replace them with other, and have other guys in mind. I don't understand why they would move him. I, I mean, just because he's a guy that could be moved, like he's, it's physically possible to move this guy, um, and other guys we can't, like Pareko and Krug and Falk and Scandella. Uh, I don't. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, obviously, if you're going to add to the defense, you might need to move somebody, right? But yeah, but I don't know. The only way I see this working is if. Maybe Krug accepts an offer somewhere, and the other team's like, we need somebody we can pair him with. Krug and Mikola. Big, tough guy. Who do you got? Mikola. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll take both so, of So, another yeah. team's strategy would be to, so the Blues defense is struggling, to then take two of the uh, Blues defense. of the Blues defense. That's a great point. Or a third <laughs> yeah. defense. Like, why would you want right. to do that? Uh, that's a good point. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, if somebody wants to do it, you know, let's do it. Let, let's shake up the D. Let's move Krug say, and Mikola I, and bring I, in two new guys. Who cares? I don't <laughs> hate Mikola. I don't think he's – he hasn't lived up to what I thought he would this season. And, and granted, he's in a very minor role compared to the rest of the D. Um, but if they wanted to move him, fine. You know, again, for me, it's a matter of trying to shake up this D in any way at all and – Throwing more money at the D, going and get another guy that, that's high priced. Who you're taking away from your offense at this point? Again, we're talking without, about O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Barbashev, all leaving. Mikola is not expensive. Without looking, um, without looking, who leads the team in plus minus? It's probably it's a Mikola. Carl Gunnarsson situation. It is not Mikola. Mikola is second. Wait, though. 
Wait, wait. I'm going to say Rosen. it's Rosen. It's got to be Rosen. It's Rosen. Plus yeah. 10 in 21 games. Plus 10. Yeah. And Nikola is second, plus six. Yeah. I, I'm i just going to say it just to be funny, but I, I think the only appropriate move is to, if, if, if and I don't think the, the trade would happen because I think he's on the Ducks this year, but Miko Mikolo with Yanni Hockenpah. Yeah, that was a great great pairing. (laughs) Ranging Finnish defensemen with great names. But I was I was just gonna uh I just noticed this, but I wanted to call it out before I fixed it. I guess when we went offline earlier and now we're back on, uh my name apparently switched to Kurt Price. Yeah, look at that. that. It's it's been that way for most of the night because I thought Kurt was having a conversation with himself in the chat. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am I guess... fixing that now. No. Oh. Didn't notice it. I didn't either. And apparently Thanks, no one listeners. in the no, no one of listeners did either. They didn't say anything either. So <laughs> uh Mike Leon about Mikola says Mikola is great. Hit just too slow. I would slow. say Mikola is great just too slow, is what just too say. slow. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think he's a is he a slow defenseman? I don't think he's that slow. I think Bortuzzo might be a little slow. I'll admit, I was I like I, I like intrigued. I was intrigued by the Pareko Mikola uh uh pairing. I don't like it after seeing it in action. I don't like it. I think there's just it just doesn't work. Um, I actually think I, I I'm drawing a blank here if we've seen it a lot or not. I think Krug Mikola would be an interesting pairing if Krug ever comes back and is healthy. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm I'm a Mikola fan. I mean, I I mean it's not amazing, but I, I, I like him. I think I for what the blues are paying him compared to the rest of the defense. Sure. He does a great yeah, right. fucking job. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, I think that's that's also part of the the analysis from from Friedman, right? Is is he's he's a you know, he's a bit player, he's a sixth defenseman, he's a depth guy um on a team that if you're gonna you know if if this team's gonna sell off and i think this is why it's easy to say mikola and barbashev are two easy targets right they're depth guys and teams that are rebuilding don't keep depth guys but yeah i know but they're also not expensive well uh barbashev will be wanting a a raise i guess makes 2.25 now mikola's making 1.9 million so i guess you know it if Mikola wants a raise, then that would, you know, if he's wanting two and a half, three, then it's like, well, maybe they don't want to keep him. It's That's... weird to me to think that, and, and you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong that Barbashev is going to expect a raise. I do. He'll want to. He raise. has been to me. He has been invisible this year. Mostly. I don't, yeah. I don't recognize him at all. Like 2019, he was not a point scorer. But, like, every time on that fourth line, you knew when he was out there. He has been a fucking ghost this year. But you're right. He's going to come in any negotiations he's had with Armstrong or will have with Armstrong. It's, well, I put up this many points last year. I've been a staple on this team. I need a raise. Really? Do you? Because this is a contract year, and you've been a goddamn ghost. 16 points, 38 games. He is even, plus minus. So... Yeah. 
Not I mean, impressed. I, no, I, I agree with you. I, he's especially coming off last season. You know, he is he's a shell of himself from last season. Mm-hmm. So, which I mean, he's he's it was it's, it's disappointing, and it's, it's, he's trending with a lot of the players on the team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to wonder if it's a byproduct of the environment right now with him. Um, if he'd be better if the team was playing better. So, um, he's he's twenty six. Uh, Mikola is twenty six years old, uh, and uh, we mentioned UFA. So, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Mikola if he's traded. According to uh, Friedman, he's got some sources that say he's definitely going to be moved, maybe. along with others. <laughs> definitely, maybe, <laughs> along with some others. Definitely going to be moved, but the Blues are waiting to see if they definitely want to move them. Because right. that makes subtle sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if we move them, we're definitely going to move them. <laughs> uh, Team USA played. Oh, Ken Moore says John Hamm needs to give Barb's a little pep talk. Or just have John, John Hamm, Hamm in the booth. Right. The time. Let him join the play-by-play team. And Barb yeah. Shev will be a 82-goal scorer. Yep. Or just... John Hamm can play him in the Blues movie from 2019. <laughs> That'd be interesting. You know, it's one John, of those deals. Learn a Russian accent. Yeah, that's one of those deals where too, you gotta, the movie's gonna suck because you gotta teach an actor how to skate instead of teaching skaters how to act. Yeah. Which, yeah. which the movie Miracle did it the right way. They taught some hockey players how to act a little bit instead of the other way around. You get, you get like young blood. <laughs> you get players, <laughs> oh. the actors that are trying to skate. Man, they gotta do some creative editing with the. With the video cuts. Well, and it's it's like uh uh I can't remember his name, but a major league, uh same thing. The the main pitcher, the old veteran yes. pitcher, yeah. could not throw a goddamn baseball. Right. Eddie yep. Harris and like Eddie Harris. Yes. I mean, played the role great outside of playing baseball. He was fantastic. You but tell me man, Jesus Christ they... can't hit a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Up yours, Joe Boo. Up your butt. Joe Up your Boo. butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, quick major league uh, trivia. Um, Clue Haywood. Did you know that he played for the St. Louis Cardinals in the late 70s? Who? Where's Where's the question? Clue Haywood. <laughs> Clue he was, Haywood. Who's he that? was the Yankee, the bad guy on the Yankees. The first baseman? Yeah. Oh, really? Pete really? Kukovich. He played for the Cardinals in the 70s? In the seventies, yeah, and then really? he was on, he was on the Brewers team that we beat in eighty two. Really? Yes. He was a Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah, he was. Huh. He oh was a pitcher. He was a major league pitcher. That's funny. Okay, Vukovic. He looks like an asshole first baseman. He played that role very well. Where you going, meet? About ninety feet. <laughs> How's your wife and my kids? How's your wife and my kids? You're not real <laughs> dumb stealing second with your shoe untied. Huh? That's great. Uh, Mike Leon says, you guys pumped about Snuggerud. He was outstanding in the first tonight. Uh, yeah, the Team USA played Team Canada tonight. Uh, you guys watched it? Bill, yeah. you said you watched it? Jeff, yep. you watch it? I missed it, unfortunately. Okay. Real, I, I mean, it was, a, it was a fun game. I, I mean, but, you know, uh, uh, USA gets out to a 2-0 lead. Uh, Snuggerud was robbed. Better. 
Yeah, I couldn't ask for a better start, right? Yeah. The the, uh, the NHL Network guys are pointing out they hadn't said Connor Bedard's name in the first five minutes of the game, and yeah. the U.S. is up two to nothing by the time they do. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah. Um, Canadian goalie went, ah, God, blinking. Fantastic. What a game. 40, yeah. 43 saves. Yeah. Uh, I, overall, U.S. outplayed Canada in this game. Um, yeah better chances, more, more of them. And, uh, he was fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, two nothing lead for us. And then Canada comes back and scores the next six. <laughs> um, and us and now when it was three to two Canada, us had a goal oh, taken away. They just showed that on NHL network right now. They had a goal. It was ruled goal turn. They challenged for goaltender interference and they determined it was, and I thought that call sucked. Yeah, I thought it sucks. It's so um, friend of the show, Mike McKenna, has rightfully been pointing out that in international hockey, I know the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is very straightforward. Yes, and it, it is. It was it was the right call, right? But from well, from from a should it be perspective, eh. well, he get, okay, he, he was put into the crease by an opposing player. He's making a hockey play, spinning to get a shot off when he makes contact with the goalie, right? It wasn't a dirty play by the U.S., no, but by the letter so, of the law. So by the letter of the law, if you're pushed into the goalie by a defenseman, that's still goal interference. Is that true in, in international world juniors? I, I, I believe that's, that's any contact with the goalie in the crease. Whew. I don't. I, I'm not up on the the details of the rule. Uh, I, I know. I know the rule. They mentioned the rule is pretty straightforward about having contact with the goalie. I get it. But if a guy is pushed in, certainly there's a clause for that. Maybe well, I don't know why there wouldn't be that because it's a no fault of the forward because he he was pushed in the direction of the goalie and that's probably why he makes contact. I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it it was a a call that you know obviously, if it goes the other way, right, the game is entirely different. It's tied at three, but right. from that point, Canada takes the momentum. They score and, another goal a couple minutes later. Yeah, um, and then the U.S. thinks they're back in it again for yet another interference call. Right, where the where the puck was under the goalie's skate. As he was down, butterfly to make the save, and it uh, it was under his actual skate part. He didn't right. know he had it. I don't think, because right. uh, he's kind of he's kind of waffering is 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 waffering. Yeah, that's the technical term. Uh, his pad on the ice. Yeah, and uh, and it uh, and then it was pushed in, pushed loose, and then pushed in. Uh, yeah. and which that was, I, I, that was the right call, I think. You know. Yeah. So. And I mean that that whole sequence was crazy, right? The the blocked shot, and then the stick goes flying into yes. the crease, and yes. that that seemed to um, was it Milich? Isn't that is that the Canadian goalie's name? It, it seemed to disrupt him, right? It, more than than the U.S. player getting into the crease. Just okay. crazy sequence. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, missed opportunities. Um, and I think uh, Canada's was it the f- their fourth goal? Was it the one that uh, shot 
rebound or shot blocked. And it came to a guy in the slot who corralled it off his stick, off his skate and on the stick. And then just picks the corner right off the corner bar and in, I think it was our fourth goal. Yeah. Uh, just a beautiful shot. I mean, he, he knew what he was doing, but he was trying to go there and he didn't like fire it. He like, I'm going to just put it here. I'm going to flip yeah. it over him. It was, that was beautiful, the, beautiful shot. Yeah. Um, King's King's property, uh, Clark, right? Okay. Broken play in the slot gets yep. it. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yep. Very well placed shot. Yeah. Not much the goalie can do there. He, I mean, he picked that corner like, he picked the corner like uh, what's his face for Boston did the only goal they had in the game seven on Bennington. It was right off the corner and in, you know. So it was a good game. I, I was I was entertained by the game. I was disappointed by the outcome. You know, Canada pulled away late. Um, yeah, and you know, from Blues' perspective, you mentioned Jimmy Snugger had had a really strong first period, but you know, he didn't he, he didn't pop one. I I thought you know that the going into the game like that that was the narrative as a Blues fan that I wanted to see. Jimmy yeah. Snugger has an impact on this game, and you know, well, you know, well, his be- his best chance came in the second, right, with that. Uh, that two, uh, was two on one opportunity pass across him and the coming down the middle and uh, lets a wrist shot go. And it's a real nice glove save. Goalie yeah, tracked it really well. Glove save. Yeah, yeah. Tracked it perfectly. Um, so uh, that was a great chance by his best of the game, but, uh, no, a good tournament for him. He had five goals, uh, snuggered five goals, five assists in the five games and was, uh, third in the tournament in scoring. I think it was before tonight's game. That's where he was. Um, and I didn't see, I saw the, I was kind of ceremony on after the game in the background and he won an award. Uh, what was it for? Did you hear? Um, he got something, right? There, there were several, several things. I thought that the the um, stars of the game from either team. I thought that was really cool, um, where they were given the the hand painted um, sticks, sticks from yeah. First Nation uh, that was cool. from a First Nation artist. Those were those were absolutely beautiful. Yep. But good game. Unfortunate uh, for um, us, but. Uh... You Canadians, congrats on that. Going to play. Who they play? Congrats, Ken Morris. Congrats, Ken Morris. Who do they play in the final? Um, they play Chechia, Chechia, which is the first time I've heard them referred to that. But it's the Czech Republic. But that is their that is another name for hmm. the Czech Republic. There's there's your comment of the show. That's a callback to Kurt Price. I love <laughs> like it. A, uh, Mike like Leon. Bull Duke would have been great if he had been chosen on the Canada team and if he had a more appropriate name. Thank you. <laughs> I love how I love stuff it. that gets said sticks with people. That's so funny. <laughs> That's great. For those don't remember a couple of uh, – actually, I think it was over this the – This was like last season. Yeah, but recently I had it in our Open. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was last season or if it was over the summer, but the Open, whenever I edit the show, has something about you saying um, – yeah, Bull Duke will never make it in the NHL because of his name. He just I doesn't have he, a name that's. I think he says like he. What, what is it? You remember? No, I, I I don't know. I said something like uh, over under on him playing for the Blues like 15 games or something. Yeah, like that. and you said like um, uh, his name is synonymous with not playing in the NHL or something like. That. Uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, Ottawa. Uh, shoot, the highly touted. Uh, uh, oh. Alexander Digg. Maybe. 
Maybe it was Dave. You know maybe it was somebody else. I might actually have the clip here. Jesse Bullerus. Yeah, the bowl of rice. I think I I compared bowl, it to him. Bull Reese. Bull of Reese. Bull of rice. Bowl of rice. Bowl of rice. Yeah. Bowl of rice. Um, maybe. Man, I I feel like I really need to find that very quickly. <laughs> um. So while you do that, up next for the Blues, New Jersey on Thursday. I really want the Blues to beat this New Jersey team more than I have uh, since What's-His-Face was GM and is now with New York. Lou Lamarillo. Yes, Lamarillo. I couldn't remember his name. Providence um, coaches own. Yeah, Lou so Lamarillo. I, 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 I despise New Jersey because of that man uh, back in the day, but now he's no longer with them. But I have, so I have not wanted the Blues to beat New Jersey worse than I have for tomorrow. Just because... Do you know, well, because who's a fan of the Devils? Wyshynski, right? Wyshynski, yeah. Wyshynski. And how fun would it be to have the Blues beat the Devils, Wyshynski's Devils, and have Bennington maybe, oh, I don't know, shut him out? That'd be great for, for Bennington to have a great game against the Devils, you know, because Bennington sucks, and to beat the Devils tomorrow, Thursday. Grace is going to get the start. No, I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, but uh, you know what? He might because yeah, haven't the, seen him in a while. Haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Toronto scored five on Bennington last game. Uh, yeah. Maybe he needs a rest. I get it. I get it. But it'd be nice to see Bennington go in there and shut down New Jersey. That'd be fun. That it would. Uh, in, like I said, in, prior to tonight, New Jersey has two wins in the last eleven games. They won tonight though against Detroit. Uh, yeah. Before tonight, again, New Jersey is 28th in point percentage since November 31st. So they won like a million games in a row and uh, have cooled off quite a bit since then against tougher competition, too, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they were in Detroit tonight, so they had to travel back to New Jersey. So the Blues will be a little more rested. Yeah. Right. And, uh, right. So the, the New Jersey's on the back to back, second end of back to back. Blues have rest. Do you think he starts tomorrow? Um, do they have. They don't have back-to-back, -back, right? No. They don't, but he hasn't played in a while. I'm thinking he starts Bennington. tomorrow. I think, I think you know what? Point. No, no, they have back-to-backs Saturday and Sunday this coming. So I bet you Bennington starts New Jersey. I bet you yes. Grice starts Montreal and Bennington starts Minnesota. Yes, Because it's Montreal and Minnesota back-to-back. -back. Otherwise, you got Grice that. starting two out of three. God. I think, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Bennington's tomorrow. He's starting that's on a Thursday. Tough back to back Montreal and Minnesota. At Montreal, at Minnesota. Oh, that God! Even if it was at Montreal in St. Louis, that, that's a tough back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I oh, so uh, you're with us, Jeff? Yes. Okay. So I was I was talking about beating New Jersey. Wyshynski's team is New Jersey. It'd be great. Oh, how nice Bennington... it would be to see Bennington beat him. Oh, like shut yes. him down in New Jersey. Oh, oh, I, you, can you imagine the shit he'll get on social media of Bennington? I hate to say it gets a shot out. That's what I just said. Yeah. Oh, that's why I tweeted out. I'm like, I have never, I have not wanted, I want the blues to beat New Jersey so bad more so than I have since Lamorello was. I will uh I will use that that night with my wife. Let's just put it like that. You will use that with your wife. What do you mean? Come on. I don't know what you're talking do I really about. need to explain that? Shut out. This is later. 
when we're in bed and I'm yeah, like family, it's family show close so. to something and I'm like, oh yeah, Bennington's shutting out New Jersey. Take that Wyshetsky. You really made me have to explain that one. All right. I <laughs> that okay. part of the show gets edited out. Yeah, no, I was say. <laughs> no, keep it in. I'll uh yeah, I don't know. I okay, I get you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Take that, Wyshinsky. That's yeah. what you're gonna say. That's what you're gonna that's, say. That's what I'll say. Yep. <laughs> I'll have a I'll have a, a right. an update on my divorce proceedings in the next yeah. show. All right. All right. You record it and you play it back next show. Oh, <laughs> you want me to record it? Okay. I don't know if that's gonna fly. <laughs> I don't want to get into a Patrico situation here. But oh, yeah. That's twice in a show. That's twice. That douchebag's been brought up. Yeah, the douchebag needs to be called out. Yeah, he well, sucked as the hope, booze hype man, and you know he. Hopefully, whatever. we never hear from him again. Hopefully, that's the last we hear from that absolute garbage human being. I'll probably get a get a gig down in Alabama somewhere on a radio well, show. Thank God for social media. We'll be able to call that out too. <laughs> um, the Winter Classic guys, you watch the Winter Classic at all? It was on in the background. I watched um, it. It it actually seemed like it was a, a pretty well played game. You know, Pittsburgh had the one nothing lead late, and then Boston came back and won, and and you know looked like a nice little thing. But for me, like they've already done a game at Fenway, right? Uh, I thought I thought so. I was wondering that. I didn't I didn't look it up. I'm but pretty sure they, they have. have. See, and and Pittsburgh's been in like six of these things. Yeah, I think like That's so absurd. And now next year they're doing Seattle Vegas. That's and fine. I will probably actually watch that one. Yeah. That looks cool. Yeah, but that's fine. For me, like this one, again, you said Pittsburgh's been in it a million times already. Boston They've has too. Done... They've been in a few times. If they haven't, if, if it wasn't for a winter classic, I know they've at least done an outdoor game at Fenway. And it's yeah. like, I mean, I get that eventually you have to reuse venues if you're going to do this forever. But I mean, we're only 15 years into this, 17 years into it. And you're already reusing venues. That's not even the amount of teams in the NHL. So, do I don't know what they should do. Is uh, uh, what was the the outdoor event that didn't have a lot of fans? It was uh, Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. That, they they needed that. That was cool. I mean, I, I granted that the 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 temperature in the sun didn't really jive with what yeah, they had on the ice. That That's an easy fix, though. Fucking don't put black shit on under the ice. Yeah, you know, to to warm the ice up. It, the dumbasses. Uh, make it like a light blue, ice blue color or something. But uh, they, I'd like to see more stuff like that, more scenic games. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, I mean, you're giving up some revenue. I get it from the thing, but man, the Lake Tahoe scenery and that kind of thing was just awesome. Or have it on an actual, I don't know the logistics of that are, but have it on an actual, actual big lake. Or something, have it on Lake Michigan or Lake Superior or something frozen. Like you're, you're, you're describing the movie Mystery Alaska. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, take the Rangers up to Mystery Alaska and have them play. Yep. Um, no, I'm I, with you. I I feel like it, if you're not going to change it, at least just give us new venues. Give us, and and I thought the uh, the 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 L.A. outdoor games like they didn't give them a a Winter Classic. But the LA outdoor games were cool. I watched the one, I think it was them and uh, the Sharks a couple years ago. Uh, well, they had the one game. with, yes. And they had the one with Nashville and Dallas. I thought that one was cool. 
Like, right. you don't need a cold background to do something like this. It looks cool in the warmth, too. And clearly, they've been able to make the ice work anywhere. So, Except yeah, for I, the I don't get... Yeah, well, again, and that, what you said is true. Right. It was, the, it was the dark graphics. Don't use dark graphics under the yeah. ice. Yep. Easy solution. You don't need any graphics, right? Well, you can use graphics. Just use like... Use the, use the kind that reflect the light, not absorb the light. Don't use black. Right, use but, I, but I think you could easily just say, hey, we're going to make plenty of money off the superimposed graphics rather than having any right. on the ice at all. That's, that's true. Especially when there are not that many fans on top of it. You're not selling to them. You're selling to the TV audience. Right. right. Were there were there digital ads in the Winter Classic this year? I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, I, I, I'm there pretty were. sure there were, but okay. there were. I didn't I didn't look. Like I said, it was on the background. I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was we were taking the Christmas tree down that day. We had bought a couple games. Well, Shay got a couple games, uh, my son, that we were playing while the game was going on in the background. We we didn't pay close attention. You um, took your tree down. My tree is going to be up to, my God. I, I don't take my tree down until it's probably close to Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. Yeah, we <laughs> No, not, right not that far. Not that long, but I... No, ours, I, ours is up just out of like the only decorations we still have left are my uh, the lights <laughs> on the gutters. I haven't gone up on the roof and taken those down yet. Everything else is already down. You know, I have an idea. Oh yeah. Yes, low profile, year round lights on the gutters for homes that you can install, and you can it has remote. You can change the colors for different holidays. Like you got so... you you can change it to orange and purple for Halloween. You can change it to uh, you know the uh, autumn colors for fall, Thanksgiving, red, white, and blue for red, white, July, Fourth of July. Yeah, all different. This all different holidays. You can change them, and they're, they're they're low profile. You know they don't stick out. You don't really see them during the day, right? On your gutters and stuff. I have those. Do I you? have those on my house. They're like full, twinkly, year round? twinkly smart lights. They I want them to be year round because Jesus Christ, I have a very steep roof. Yeah, and it uh, it it took are, me a while to get the courage to get them up there. Are, are they supposed to be year round, or are they just no? No, I'm talking I, like they, ones they that are installed be. permanently. Yeah, they they are not the. This is not a permanent installation, but it could it could stay up, and they they're smart lights, so I can program them whatever color I want. That's awesome. So, hmm. Julie thinks it's too tacky. So I, well, if you I can't see I'll them, be forced to take them down. Well, if you can, I mean, that's that's the, my thing. They've got to be like a right. thing where you can't really see them too much on the day. Like they, they blend in, you know. Yeah. Like those, like the LED strips, that kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah, these are a little more conspicuous. <laughs> and Brian Roberts says, I and I figured, I I was figuring they probably already had that kind of a thing. Brian Roberts says they already have them on this side of the state. A lot of people have lights up all year, mostly go up uh, April and on all summer. I, f- I figured that, but I, don't, I haven't really seen them, so I don't know how well they're marketed. I don't know. It's a good idea, whoever came with it first. But you start a business installing them. You ever see the people that have their uh, have people install lights in their houses for them? Like they come and they install lights and they, they yeah. come and take them down like after New Year's? Yeah, it's expensive as shit. I've heard yeah, that. My, our na- a couple of our neighbors do that. And yeah. you can always tell the houses that have it done. It's always like really fancy white lights on the on the gutters and the edge of the house, and that's about it. Yeah. But they're like bigger bulbs and everything. Yep, and yeah, it's like six to eight hundred dollars. Is that start. what it is? Yeah. Fuck. No yeah. thanks. That's a lot of money. 
That's that's like that's a lot of Christmas presents. Eight hundred bucks. Mm. That's a that's a PS five. <laughs> I would not. Yeah, Jeff would know. Uh, anything else, guys? We're gonna wrap the wrap her up. No, yeah. I'm good. Right. Right. Let's let's shut her down. Let's shut her down, Earl. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Ideal Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. I want to work triphasic into this uh, closing at some point. I'll, uh, visit, I'll help you. Visit rockin'thatidealife.com for more information on this triphasic approach to better <laughs> wellness. Right? <laughs> to Not better really, health, but you to got better it. Health and well, to better health and wellness. It's a it's a plan, your triphasic approach, three-pronged approach, right? You have to explain what the plan is. You can't just throw that in there. It's like the left wing lock. It's just you, people, you, you know it when you <laughs> <Okay>. see it. <laughs> That's rockin'thatidealife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Booze Radio sent you. And by Mark Burgoyne from Real Brokers Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's Tasty Hockey Theme Beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 15 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thank you for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we would already bring it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, suck it, Wyshynski. Devils suck. Let's go, Blues. Happy New Year. Let's go, Blues. Happy New Year. Let's go, Blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends